Blog Talk Radio. to the Carlotta chat with show. Hey, I know I'm late. Okay. I, hey, it's a lot going on. <laughs> I have had a lot going on this week. Okay. It's been a crazy week. I'm glad I got y'all in a show. Okay. Oh my God. This week, it's, it's been fun, but it's been kind of nuts. And it's been, I mean, I'm just telling y'all, it's been one of those weeks for me. Okay. So I am here. Welcome to the Carlotta chat with show. I'm that chicky light, and I, man, you know what? Gosh, we got so much to talk about. Man, did y'all see Cat Williams? Oh my God! I knew when I saw Cat Williams on the Shay Shay Club. I was like, uh oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one for the books. Because, okay? <laughs> but I wasn't expecting. I mean, a shooting up, bang, bang type of situation. I mean, wow. If this isn't the year of reckoning for black celebrities. I mean, it is really. And here's the funny thing. I said people laughed a couple of years ago when I said black celebrity was playing games with symbolism signs and all that stuff, and they weren't paying attention to the undercover. See, I, What's going to try to happen now, because they weren't paying attention to that undercurrent, that, uh, that those grassroots things that were happening in the black community, uh, they weren't paying attention to them. And now they're going to be caught by surprise. But what's, what they're, the powers that run these celebrities are going to try to do is they're going to try to really fast try to shut people down from talking about stuff like that, right? I, because, but it's too, it's too late to catch Cats out the, <laughs> the cats out the bag. <laughs> okay, so we are going to talk about that a little later on this show. I am not so surprised. Black celebrity, if you are listening to me, if you're a black celebrity, anybody, trust me. Listen, be, yeah, listen. They coming back from y'all. I saw Jermaine Jackson getting sued for something that happened in 1987, 88. <laughs> 
1984. Wait a minute, let me think about this. I think I was in, was I in, I was in junior high school. I think I was graduating. I was one of my freshman years. I was in my freshman year. <laughs> oh, my God. I might have been 14 or 13. Really? Seriously? <laughs> Y'all, it's funny out in these streets, okay? Okay, so. Oh, my goodness, so much. Okay, so let me tell you all about my week. You know, if you know you've been listening to the show, I've been sharing with you guys my journey uh, about uh, my diagnosis. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in November. I really tell this story. The only reason I tell you all my business, I'm a Scorpio. I really don't. Normally, I don't want to share my business. But, I, you know, this, this for me, I'm a Libra Scorpio, too. So there are times when I need the support from family, friends, and people, loved ones, and stuff like that. I ain't paying, about, I ain't paying attention to the ugly support. You, you don't count. But, you know, the ugly people, you know, who try to, you know, because there are people out here who try to send stuff your way, uh, all that stuff. It'd be back on you a thousand times. You don't ever touch me, okay? You just be hurting yourself. But what I will say for this is I've been sharing my journey because I want women, black women especially, black women, we are, our numbers are huge in the, in breast, in breast cancer and in the, uh, we're, we're num- we don't have, we also, sometimes we don't have the resources, the survival rates are dismal, all kinds of things, and we're not just going to get checked out. So that's part of the reason why I'm sharing my story, because it can happen to anybody, rich, poor, oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You could be suddenly, um, suddenly, you know, vexed with this, this disease. So I try to tell you, I'm telling you guys to please, 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 if you haven't had your yearly mammogram, go get checked. There's so many women who have passed away unnecessarily from this disease, okay, and are fighting it hard every day, okay? So sharing with y'all, I went to my first week of treatment. It was, it, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's I, I feel so. Listen, I'm so proud. I'm so thankful to God for my my the, the the my support system, the doctors and people. I just God has really been blessing me with some great. Well, I feel there's some great physicians. I haven't seen. I mean, you know, great staff and it is so funny. You know, I go in. I've been going in. You know, for my radiation since Wednesday, and they already know I'm a fashionista. <laughs> I love that. My Leo ascendant loves that. So, like, my uh, third day uh, this week when I came in, I'm coming in the door to change. So you go in this doorway, you change and everything, so you get ready to be zapped, you know, or whatever. And the nurses go, hey, fashionista. I'm, I crack up because I'm like, what, seriously, already? <laughs> you already know I'm fashionista. I'm glad. <laughs> but that was fun. I, had, I, I mean, they are so fun every day make the situation that you're going to it makes you smile it makes you so much more happier to deal with when you when you got people who make you smile who see little things about you or you know everything it just makes you feel better it makes you take your mind off of what's really happening to you (laughs) and so uh it is a journey i mean you know listen i it's one that um I don't know. I, for one that I I I have. I'm so grateful. 
for in some senses because um you know it makes you appreciate it makes you appreciate life and and so much it's like I'm like really trying to I, I'm like really evaluate I'm a Virgo moon too so I evaluate myself heavily people don't know that I mean I can have I can be very 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 hard on myself and um so I have this, you know, my, I've been having these Virgo moves, like I'm going through introspection of myself, like checking myself off and saying, you know, what do, how do you really need to change things up this year? Because this year I feel like there are things happening to me that is forcing me, like I told you, forcing me to not be normal. Either I can be normal, I can place it on a shelf. Remember all your It's the Word this, just last week, I mean a couple of weeks ago, you can place it on a shelf. And 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 to not be uh, afraid of you know place it on a shelf something so crazy and abnormal that happens in your life and try to fit it in with the normalcy of your life or you can let it come in and change you and your life all the way let it push you in the way it's supposed to be you have those choices and to me it's it's a, it's a it's a very powerful choice it's a it's not just you know it's not a choice of just choosing physical life but it's a choice of choosing spiritual life and mental life and how you will let this moment cuz this is this is a huge moment affect your life right okay so i forgot i just realized it's 2024, and I didn't say Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of you, okay? So this is going into your It's a Word. Uh, <laughs> y'all know y'all get ready to have an It's a Word, okay? So it's going into your It's a Word, but Happy New Year. It's 2024. 24, I love the number. I think I like the number 24. 2 plus 4 6. What's the number of man? We may see a lot of, you know, uh, the this year a lot of, I don't know. You know, I think it's going to be a number of men. So I don't know what, how we see that this year, how, how is it? I see it as interest. For me, it's starting off as very interesting. Every year, you know, every new year, something, it starts off where you're, you're, you're having deep introspection. But for me, it's very different because I have had a shift, a major shift. So for some of you out there, you have probably had a major shift. It doesn't have to be illness. It may be like relationships, like I said, gone or uh, loss of a loved one or uh, friendships, no longer same friendships, whatever it is, whatever is altering your world that is huge and puts you in a crossroad. 2024, I feel like it's a cycle of um, do or die. <laughs> Get me to die trying. <laughs> like, you know, 50 Cent, it's that kind of energy to me. It's like, this is the do, do, or do it year. Whatever you're going to do, do it. What, I, I, and that doesn't mean you don't have other chances in other years, but this year feels like, like on the cusp for something because even though we're going to see all these uh, idols falling around us, because I believe it's going to be number of men, years of idols falling, because we're going to see people, men are men, which is good for us. It's good for uh, human nature to see that, like, especially the world of celebrity, people are people, they're humans, and, you know, 
and a lot of stuff, you know, people be trying to say, oh, it's crap, you know. So it, so in this time when we see in these falls, we're also going to see people ascending, and I think it's more where we'll see people ascending is people who have and – and when I say ascending, I don't mean that people who are – People who like, uh, let me explain this. How can I explain this? People like Cat Williams who have suffered because they chose, and I'm not saying Cat's perfect, okay? And we'll talk about that a lot a little bit later on. But people like Cat who who are not afraid to speak their mind in a wise way, not, you know, because every time, sometimes it's not wise to speak your mind, right? But to speak their mind when it's time, when it's time to, you know, and sometimes they get, they get hurt for that. You know, we're in a time where people can get the outcast. He's been considered an outcast, but yet he's been standing on community a lot. So like what Muhammad Ali did in the sixties, Muhammad Ali really suffered in the 1960s. People don't know that. I mean, when he stood, he had those stances he had. I mean, there were times he had to borrow money from people. Right. And I'm not saying that people like cat, like there's going to be like overwhelming mainstream success. I'm not saying that because I don't think he wants, he even cares about mainstream success because what's important for him is to have the, it seems like just, I'm just saying for me, what I've seen of him is to have the love of the people. And I think that we are heading in a time that where people who have been outcast for their thoughts, for their beliefs, for uh, just standing, even if what you believe is odd or, or different, or and but people who decided not to go with a crowd because you thought it would advance you, even though you didn't believe them. You know what I'm saying? For people who said, you know, I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to stand on this. I know I'm going to hurt right now for my stance. I know I'm going to hurt right now for my different beliefs. I think we're coming into a season. For a season, those people will be elevated. And I think Cat Williams was partly the start of that. So if you stood on your ground and you've been, uh, you're going through a shift right now and it feels like, like, oh, man, nobody's been, I don't know if people are listening to, I don't know, whatever it is, if you stood your ground and you believed in, you've had a righteous belief, a righteous thought, I believe your time is coming, but you have to put in the work too, right? So it's not just your time is coming, it's going to come, you know. I'm just saying I believe you have to put in the work for that, and this is that time. And for people, like you may have, you may be a person with a, a, a radio show, podcast, or something like that, and you, like, you know, you don't have a lot of it, and all of a sudden you catch the attention of somebody with your odd thoughts or with your different thoughts, and you're not trying to play to the crowd. I think this is, I think that this is the season for that for people. And so just stand on who you are. Stand on your beliefs. I feel like these celebrities, a lot of these celebrities that are falling, they've all been in a crowd, a crew. You know what I'm saying? And are they are some decided to follow that crew at the last minute. And let me tell some of y'all, y'all made the wrong choice. <laughs> For a season at least, right? Okay, so I am I I'm excited about what we're seeing. So that I, you may listen, 
you may suffer sometimes for thoughts and beliefs. I know I've listened to the 48 Laws of Power. I've been listening to listening to the 48 Laws of Power because I, I like that book. But there are some laws I'll be like, okay, you know, <laughs> I, you know, like I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of measure against what I feel is the word of God, and I'll be like, oh, okay. And one of them is sometimes where it's like, you know, uh, it was one where they said, um, um. Well, I like some of it is true. Now, I don't know. I think that's where a lot of 48 laws of power is, is, is physical. Because some, there are times when you have to hide your intentions, hide what it is you're really after and stuff like that. I mean, because you see that in the Bible constantly, people using wisdom and making moves in wisdom, like, you know, where they hide who they are for a season or they hide. I mean, that's why Esther is one of my favorite stories, the book of Esther, because Esther was uh, the – she went from being an orphan to a queen and to take that walk. And she also went to being the savior, helping her people and to have to take that walk. She had to use wisdom, like a lot of 48 laws of power stuff where she had to hide her intentions. She couldn't let people know who she was, things like that or whatever. But also I think there comes a time when you do have to stand up and you do have to let people know who you are and you do have to take a risk. And it could put yourself, you could put yourself in danger by taking that, that uh, uh, risk. And, but I think you're in, we're in a season where people who are the outcasts won't be the outcasts for a minute, for a season, for a little while. And I think it's the world needs to hear some righteous talk, some righteous ideas, some uh, uh, nuances, some new things, and new thoughts, and I, I feel that for you guys. So I hope you guys get it. That's your it's a word. I know it was all over the place, but you know I don't got no show tonight. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the top of my head. Y'all know. <laughs> but that is my it's a word. That is what I really believe for y'all this season, this new year, that. For those who have been the outcasts, this is this is the season of outcasts, okay? That's what I'm thinking. It's season for outcasts, right? And if you were an outcast and you was trying to get in with the, the in crowd, oh, my God, you better hurry up and switch, <laughs> right? That's what I'll just say with that, okay? Um, man. So that's your it's a word. I hope y'all get it, all right? Again, Happy New Year. We're in 2024. My, oh, my, oh, my, how the time moves. Time moves so fast. It goes so quick. <laughs> wow, okay. So when we get back, we're going to get into some of the celebrity news, child. We got to talk before we talk about Cat Williams. Oh, my God, it's so much stuff I got to talk to. Okay, so let me get out here. Let me get my notes up here. So I'm do a show. It really is off the top of my head, yeah, but I got my notes on this page of some stuff I wanted to talk about. Okay, child. We're going to talk about Haley uh, Bailey first. So maybe I'll talk about Haley Bailey, Bailey. She might be the first celebrity. Okay, this child, we already knew. I already said congratulations last week, okay? We already know you done had this baby. We're going to talk about that, her announcing the baby. Uh, we're going to talk about this Epstein list out in these streets. Uh, Jonathan Majors going on Good Morning America. Uh, uh Good morning, America. Tomorrow morning, is it to confess his sins or to <laughs> not confess his sins? 
I don't know, to try to, to try to save what's left of his career, okay? Megan Good going to be somewhere in the background. Oh, this should be interesting. And uh, we're going to talk about um, a Taraji P. Henson and the latest thing Taraji said about her pay. Um, we're going to talk about this Democratic mayor. We got so much. I mean, I got so much. We got so much to talk about, okay? So. Uh, we'll, when we get back, I'll probably, we'll get into the news and all that. I'm just going to pick a random story tonight so I can have any order. That's how we're going to do it, child, child. I don't know what I'm doing tonight, okay? <laughs> but that's how we're going to do it, all right? Okay. So let's, what do we want to listen to? Oh, my God. Okay. I, you know what? I didn't even put my music up. I meant to change my music, but I didn't do it. So tonight I'm going to uh, be picking some random songs. Okay. So this is my girl forever will forever be one of my favorite singers of all time, favorite female artist of all time, that white girl, Miss Tina Marie, love a girl. That's what we're going to start out off with. It's the CC Show. I'm here, y'all, tonight, and we're going to talk about these hot topics in the streets, okay? Let's start off with Tina Marie, love a girl.
it's one of my favorite Icon Girl groups too, Mary Jane Girls with All Night Long. A little bit of Rick James. Was there Rick James's um, girls? Because Tina was a Rick James girl. Tina Marie introduced, introduced Motown and had Rick James introduce her to the phone, produced a lot of her stuff, early stuff. And then, you know, Mary Jane girls, Rick James connect. See, you know, Rick James, Rick James, Rick James was a genius when it came to, you know, the girl groups and stuff like that. Oh, my God. I'm such a huge Mary Jane girl fan, too. I was. I love the candy man. You know, we didn't know what we sing back as kids. You know, we we just sing the candy man <laughs> uh, in my house and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, we sing it out. All right. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I am back. It is. Oh, I have to shout out my I got to go out this Saturday with some of my UTA friends, some of my younger uh, uh, friends. Oh, my God, they keep me so youthful. Oh, shout out to the AVR. Uh, oh, my goodness. I, I had for getting it together because he got everybody together. And I had, they keep me so youthful. They keep me letting me know what's going on in the streets because child, I do not be knowing, okay? So shout out to uh, uh I them just coming together and get together with me. I had a great time. It was so fun. I needed that. Oh my God. It was, um, because I hadn't seen, you know, people, everybody in so, in such a, in a moment. So it was, it was great. You know, young people keep you, they keep you abreast on what goes on and what's happening. in the world like what 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 every everything that's you know you think you think a certain way it's so funny because it's like in my generation I'm thinking a certain you know I have a certain way a, a certain thought mindset and to hear their mindset and to hear how they approach things and stuff like that it it, it keeps you um it keeps you young. You keep you because you kind of kind of understand what's going. Okay, guys, I'm getting distracted. Hold on just a second. Okay, I got a timer thing. Okay, give me a moment, you guys. I'm gonna take a quick break. Just a quick break. Just a quick. One. I can get this sound thing. Hold on just a second. Let me see this for me because I'm hearing the feedback. So just a second. Let's take a quick. Just a quick little break, real quick, and I'll be right back. Okay, we're gonna listen to Angie Stone real quick. Be right back. Hey.
guys, I'm back. Okay, sorry for that. I okay, I was having some feedback. I was trying to fix it. So I think I got it for myself. Y'all couldn't hear it, but I could hear it, okay? So I'm thinking I'm good. <laughs> All right, you guys, I am back. Okay, so I was talking about my uh friends that we went out from UTA, some of the students that I had a great time. Uh one is graduated, but I, I listen, it the young people always keep me up on my feet. Let me know everything that's going on. Let me know, bring me to this time, you know, because sometimes I be forgetting. I'm like, God, you know, like sometimes we be having conversations and, it, and I forget that, you know, like, man, I'm 51. <laughs> and they're like in their 20s. But we, you know what, it's it's, it's a friendship uh, that the friendship I have with these three in particular, it surpasses time. I feel like they're like my little uh, sisters and brothers. So I appreciate y'all. So much. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. I had a really, I mean, I had a really, really good time. It was so fun. And it was like, it was so great because they were so, you know, everybody was worried about me. But I, listen, I was doing good and it was, it was great. I just had a beautiful time. And it felt good to talk to my fellow theater people again, you know, about my theater struggles, different stuff. And just, you know, having that conversation with them. So it was fun. Then we got to talk about some celebrity news, too. They got me kind of prepared for this show today, okay? So I'm ready for y'all. <laughs> All right, you guys. So let's get into some of that. I just thought I saw DDG talking. Okay, cause we, you know, Haley Bailey came out this week, child. Mm, let me stop for a minute, okay? Give me a drink. Now, normally I start off with the news. But now I'm going to start off with Haley Bailey, okay? Haley Baby, Bailey announced that she had a son, Halo. I love the name Halo. It's so cute, so cute. Name son with DDG, okay? Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, I'm glad they finally came out. We all knew, girl. We all knew, sis. You, it wasn't even no sense in playing it this long, but do you, okay? Okay. <laughs> but congratulations to both of them, Okay. So, yeah, I wanted to make sure that's cleared up. Okay, Golden Globes, y'all ask me. Listen, I don't watch Golden Globes. Mm-mm. I quit. I mean, it's 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 like they have, they every few years they'll have black year. Next year it'll be black year because of probably the color purple. I, I can't stand that. I mean, I mean, it's it, we got so many great actors and actresses out here. There's so many people who put me in work. I was talking about the other day the cast of, Raising Canaan, superb cast, okay? All right, I don't know why they don't get nominated for any, especially the young man and the woman who plays Rock, and she's a Broadway actress, and the young man who plays Canaan. Listen, they they are so good. I mean, every, the whole cast are great. The whole cast, just as good as Secession, just as good as, um, uh, um, uh, I was I've been watching Breaking Bad because you know at first I was like everybody can tell me what so I start telling me I should watch Breaking Bad I started watching it I'm laughing all through Breaking Bad I don't know if it's people saying it's not supposed to be comedy I'm like it's not because <laughs> I'm laughing all through it but it won all kind of awards hey I don't understand this is just it's good and what I think happens with a lot of times with black shows that they, if we're playing something that is based in the hood, they consider us like we just know how to act that. 
Everybody just know how to act good. Everybody just, all the black people just know how to act like a drug dealer. All black Americans, especially. They just got it. They just know how to, that's just them. And I, that is not the case. Every black American doesn't know how to act like a gangster or, or, or this and that. So to me, sometimes those shows get overlooked because they think we're not acting. No, that's some real shit, okay? That's some racism, okay? And I hate that kind of stuff because when you have great cast and great shows and they get overlooked, that just irritates me. And with that stuff like the Golden Globes and stuff, it's just a constant thing. And it's a constant chasing for black celebrities. Black celebrity are, are, is constantly, and I understand it. I understand it at some point because you want to be acknowledged by your peers, Right? So I understand that need to feel acknowledgement and some reward from your peers to saying, hey, you're doing a great job. But at the same time, I really think black celebrity needs to quit chasing Golden Globe, Oscars. You know, I went, you know, talking to my theater friends and everything like that, I decided if I was going to continue my career, especially being older now, if I was going to go back into my career and continue my career, it was not going to be to, when I was younger, you know, I was auditioning, I was getting in stuff and everything, it was because, you know, there was fame always looming over it. You know what I'm saying? The idea of fame, you know, but I don't need that. I mean, if you get it, that's great. If fame is just a, but it, it, you know, I just want to be good at what I do. <laughs> like, I don't got to have, like, now I'm realizing, like, for Rocky and him, I'm like, you you can pay $150,000 for all the bullshit you're dealing with? <laughs> you ain't got no private dressing room for all the, thing, all the mess you dealing with? Ooh. That's a lot, Okay. Listen, we're like I said, the business of fame is very different from the business of showbiz. But I think that people just you're, you're gonna, people if you have a dream or a goal or a vision for yourself. And we were talking. I was talking to this talking to this the other day with my younger friends, and and I was saying to them, here's the deal about the real because they were talking about all the stuff that's coming out with cast and cow stuff and all this stuff, and I said. The real deal is, I said, something that they don't teach us in school, something that you just need to know is that people, some of your favorite actors and actresses and people did not get there. You know, they say, I worked real hard. And I said this actually, I worked, child, I worked real hard. And they, some of them did work real hard. But they also worked real hard and sucking dicks or eating coochie. You know what I'm saying? Or bending over. I'm just telling you the truth. Okay? And so that is, that is the reality. And the and the thing is is you I love when Dave Chappelle said when he was inside the inside the actor studio years ago and he said he told the actor to name their price. What is your price? What are you willing to give up for where you want to go and where do you want to go? You know what I'm saying? What's your goal? Is it important to be a great actor? Is it important to be famous? Is it important to do film? Is it important to do theater? What is your art? Is it important if you're going in the music business? Is it important to sing and just be a great singer at the local donut shop? Or is it important to get in the music business and you want to hear your music heard worldwide? What is the price you're willing to pay for that? What is the price you're not willing to pay? Those are all things you have to ask yourself 
and you have to and you have to build your character up, and you just got to stand on that ish, okay? It is what it is. You got to stand in your character, okay? Uh, like I said, don't let your talent put you where your character can't keep you, okay? All right, so I don't, so that's the same thing. So the Golden Globes and all that stuff, it's a lot of politics. There's a lot of crap. Those are not the best actors. Those are not the best actresses. They're getting rewarded by their peers. But a lot of it is, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it has a lot of that process has nothing to do sometimes with the craft. It has to do with a lot of other stuff. The craft is there, but they got a lot of other stuff going on, okay? And that's a lot of these award shows, okay? This is my personal opinion, right? So, um, but yeah, I you know, I don't have much to say about the Golden Globes. <laughs> I just don't. And I just think that, you know, it's a it's, it comes a time where maybe we need to really uh look at uh you know, ways that I mean like what do we we want for ourselves as a people. You know what I'm saying? Do we need it's having a golden globe if you want a golden globe? Yes, that's great. But do you need it? I mean, you know, it's just like if you you listen for say, okay. It's like if you have somebody that like you're chasing after somebody, okay, you really like them and you're chasing them and everything like that. And uh, it seems to get they get more and more elusive. The more you chase them, the more elusive they are. But the moment you say, you know what, I have friends do this. I had a girlfriend years ago. True story, okay. Uh, she, if she's listening, she probably knows. She knows who I'm talking about. Okay. I had a girlfriend years ago who, who at first, she, you know, she didn't like this guy, and then you know he chased her, and then she started chasing him back. He didn't want her. And he didn't want her, and he didn't want her, <laughs> right? And then finally, they get together, right, on a court, okay? And uh, she gets pregnant by him. He's still, like, not interested. Even after being her being pregnant, he's like, I'll take care of the kid, but I'm just not interested, right? She's chasing and chasing. I remember my friend, I remember me and her being in her car when she was like, she's just a couple months pregnant, and she came to get me for something. We went somewhere, and she's in her car, and it was. It, I will never forget because it's a, out at the time with Shante Moore. It's all right. She'll know herself by this song, okay? And she always used to play that song. I used to say, "Bitch, if you play this song one more time," because <laughs> he thought that was her love song. Oh my God, it was it was torture, right? Like that's a, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be, gonna be like oh, okay. And, but finally, she decided she was gonna let go. She started dating another guy. Started not paying no attention to his ass. <laughs> what happened? He turned the hell around and started running. I mean, like running after her ass. Okay. And today they're married, and they've been married for many years. Got like three or four kids. Why? Because she pulled all her shit back. She pulled all her energy. <laughs> and so this is what I feel like black people. Black people, sometimes you got to quit chasing the elusive uh, elusive Oscars, the elusive uh, uh, Golden Globes and all that stuff, and what the elite blacks at the top tell you is important. 
because that's how they define themselves. But Cat Williams just proved the other day that you ain't got to have no awards, no accolades, and you get and, and you just he got ten million views in one day on Santa Sharp Show. Okay, so <clears throat> he's showing you that you really ain't got to sell your soul and do all these things to get accepted by mainstream or get it. You don't even have to taste that. If you don't taste it, it'll probably come to you easier. And so that's, that's you know, my thing is for, for us to, we need to stop chasing the elusive Oscar. Quit chasing the boyfriend that doesn't want us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I watch people, my people watch, okay? This is getting into it. We get into another subject. I must be, I must be getting into this subject because I need to help y'all, somebody with this, okay? I know, when I start talking about another subject, like something strange, it means somebody listening and he's hearing <laughs> But it's like, when I, who was, I, was, I was looking the other day, I watched this young lady, I watch her all the time on YouTube. I love YouTube, like YouTube reality shows. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of YouTube reality people you can watch, right? And so she has a twin flame channel, right? And I just subscribed to her the other day because I was like, I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to this twin flame. Because at first I hadn't been paying no attention. At first, I was, you know, I was like, I'm not going to subscribe, but I'm still going to watch. I'm with the shit. You know what I'm saying? I went, you know, because she, she, and maybe she tells her, like, my twin flame. Because I love twin flame shows. I love the twin flame shit. Twin flame shit is crazy. I've been watching twin flame shit for the last, the last several Years. I've seen the craziest twin flame stories, okay? Oh, my God, it used to be this chick I used to watch every week was having all kind of hell with her twin flame. <laughs> I love them because it'd be, it be so loud. It'd be so, it be, it be so crazy, right? So this chick I'm watching, very pretty chick, but she's like, she's, got, she, 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 she's looking for her twin flame, right? She's looking, and so I'm watching her constantly, and I'm like, you can stop chasing his ass, and then, you know, he's going to fall in line. Like, and she's like, my twin flame today sent me a message. No, I'm not laughing, because it's true, people do. No, let me tell you why I'm not laughing, okay? Because there's mofos out here. Let me let me explain something to, to, to you ladies, okay? It's mofos out here you can have psychic connections with, and, and this is real serious business, okay? I know this is going to sound crazy, okay? But this is to help the young ladies out, okay? It's mofos out here that can that can take advantage of your <clears throat> of your telepathic or if you're an empath, your te- you being telepathic, you being able to uh, cross energy lines and stuff like that. It's people who will take advantage of that. Especially if you cross paths with somebody who's spiritual or maybe warlocky or stuff like that. I'm just not telling you, young ladies, because I think this is what's happening with this young lady, okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, my twin friend, he, he spoke to me. What is he? <laughs> now, I, it's not funny to me, but I get it. I know she's an empath and I believe her, okay? But I believe her twin friend is probably talking to seven or eight, nine other chicks the same way, right? Because I think he's some sort of, he's some 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 crazy one on, right? But I enjoy watching her because every week she got a story, and so I'm like, ooh, like it's like a soap opera, right? And she's dope, she's dope. I like her, I like watching her. But one thing the twin flame done did is brought her ass out, right? Like I remember when she first started, and to now, like it's like she's coming more and more out. Now that's what you can you can cycle, recycle, recycle the energy. Like you can recycle the energy 
of somebody trying to trying to play you. You can recycle that energy back. So she she's like, you know, she out here, she in these streets. She mesmerized and stuff like that. So she she so she her twin flames is telepathically manipulating her. And so then she so she's like, um, what did she say? She's like, I'm I'm you know, he speaks to me, you know, he leaves me a message, and he don't never really talk to her directly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, he don't. Right? That's some bullshit too. But you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I be with the shit. You know, you. you, you I like I like to tell y'all how to get with that shit. You, there's a way you can play with that shit. You have fun with it, okay? Once it, you know, the Scorpios, we we'll we'll buy into shit like that for a minute, and then we'll be like, uh, uh-uh, bitch, you trying to play, right? So then, so 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 then we'll turn to the game, right? Right? So she, I'm seeing her on here. She's torturing herself, okay? But the real thing that she really needs to do, which I love that she's starting to do, she really needs to start in the like her stuff she likes, her career, her singing. Well, whatever you want to do, it's just this, this, this mofo bite, okay? Because otherwise, he playing games, right? He play, that's how I feel like the the the, the Oscars and stuff and Golden Globes do the black people and hope they are the looser boyfriend or the twin flame boyfriend to like the bullshit, like to like to like to tease you so far and then go away and then run off somewhere. You know, they call it runner and chaser stuff. <laughs> So I'm telling you young ladies today, if you got a check runner on your hands, the best thing you can do for these people, cause I, well, I was watching her the other day, I was like, oh, Lord, that was frustrated because, you know, when I, I was young, I've been there, okay? So I'm like, oh, my Lord, all you stuff, she ain't young, though, so all you got to do, okay, is you take, get, feed the energy for a little bit, feed it, feed it, feed it, feed it and take it all back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you really get ruthless. You feed it again. Like, I don't know. I don't want to really tell y'all how to do it because that's, that's wrong. Okay, I'm not going to say that. I'll say totally ignore the pre- pre- people and then go on with your life and do what you got to do. And if somebody wants you, they're coming for you. Okay? But other than that, don't don't be like her. That's what we we chasing elusive things. Quit chasing the elusive. Quit chasing the, the thing that never really speaks directly to you. I felt so sorry listening to that. I was like, she's beautiful. What the hell? Why you ain't talking directly to a mofo? That's crazy. Sending messages and shit through the uh, CF5D. <laughs> y'all got to understand from Twitter Flame Talk. If anybody out here know about Twitter Flame, y'all understand what the 5D is, right? Okay, now that's not cool. You send space through, uh, thing messages through aerospace and all that shit. No, <laughs> ignore that at first. Ignore that. And she gives them such energy. This particular girl, because I watch her all the time, gives such, she gives such beautiful energy to whoever the person she, she's probably feeding them uh, 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 psychically. And that's what I want to say. This is, a, this, is a, this is just something I'm talking about this, but I'm going to go into the news in a minute. But she's feeding them probably so much psychically. Like we feed the stuff like the Golden Globes and the Oscars and make them like they're the best thing we can win or whatever. She's feeding them, but she's probably going to eventually start draining herself when they take the energy and run away, and then they'll come back and feed her because that's what they're doing to her, come back and feed her and then do it. But she should, you know, now me, I'm a Scorpio, so I play that game with you. I be like, all right, I'm going to play, I'm going to feed, but then I'm going to, when I get ready, I'm going to drop because this energy, when it go, when it, when you pull all your energy back, ooh, it's harsh. So I would say she needs to pull all her energy back. 
And that's what I say we need to do with the Golden Globes and Oscars and stuff like that. I want to compare it to the Elusive Boyfriend and the Twin Flame show I saw the other day because it was sad, okay? And to tell you young ladies out here and young men, but especially you young ladies, if you're chasing and stuff like that, it's going to remain elusive. It's going to keep talking to you psychically and uh, playing games and all this stuff. Don't, don't be, you can, you can, you can have fun with it. You can laugh and, and, and draw. If you that kind of player player, and you like to draw it in and then drop it and all that stuff, then you can do that. Other than that, no, don't just, just drop it and go on about your business. If something really likes you, it will come for you. <clears throat> it will speak to you. And I, I saw that. And that's the same thing with the Oscars. Black people, we don't have to chase the Oscars. We don't have to chase the Golden Globes. We don't have to chase none of that. If it is for you, it will come for you. <clears throat> okay, you ain't got a campaign. Oscars, please save me. Golden Globes, you ignore black people. You're always putting us away. But you speak to us psychically. We feel you. We, we feel that you, you you invited Oprah to be up front. That was a sign that you want to see her. No, it ain't. Playing with your mind. So quit watching them. Quit giving them, quit feeding them. That's all I got to say about that. I hope my my uh, thing makes sense, okay? And you know, just to drop some knowledge on young ladies out there, to, you know, that's what you how you handle that that those like twin funny situations, okay? All right, so um, let's see, where are we going? Talk about what was I wanting to talk about with y'all? What's the first new story? Okay. Okay, they got going to That's the most money. I don't want to care about that. Okay, let's talk about Joe Biden. A JPM Morgan strategist predicts Joe Biden will drop out of the 2024 race. Child, who else y'all going to have? Okay. This is Joe Biden. Uh, this is according to NewYorkPost.com. It says Joe Biden could pull out this year's uh, presidential election. There's a JP Morgan strategist. Michael Simblast said Biden's withdrawal could happen sometime between Super Tuesday and November election. Biden's candidacy has been been beset with concerns over his low approval ratings in advanced age. President Joe Biden may not be on November's ballot paper, says J.P. Morgan Asset Management Strategist Michael Simblis. Um, Simblis predicted Biden would drop out from the race sometime between Super Tuesday and November election, citing health reasons. Super Tuesday is felt from once affairs and with 16 states and territories holding their primaries and caucuses that day. Biden's Simblis role would be replaced by a candidate named by the Democratic National Convention. Simblis, chairman of marketing and investment strategy at J.P. Morgan, made the prediction in his list of top 10 possible surprises for 2024. Simblis' list was published on J.P. Morgan's Asset Management Eye on uh, the market outlook on January the 1st. You know, I think this is possible. I don't know who the Democrats have to run. You certainly can run Kamala Harris, okay? Uh, that's just not happening. And if you're thinking about the governor in California, you would really have to search hard for a VP because California looks a hot-ass mess. And we're going to look at California and be like, man, are you too? <laughs> if you can't run California... Are you sure you can run the United States? <laughs> What's the government of California they've been talking about? Shut up. Okay. Anyway, I digress. 
All right, let's go on to Jonathan Major to sit down with Good Morning America in first interview after, uh, you know, his guilty verdict. Uh, this is according to DailyNews.com. It says, Jonathan Majors is ready to speak out for the first time since being found guilty last month of assaulting and harassing his ex-girlfriend. The 34-year-old actor who was uh, set to be Marvel's new overarching villain prior to the verdict will appear on Monday's um, Good Morning America, according to multiple outlets, okay? Um, other ABC programs include GMA's 3 and Prime, and will air other segments of the sit-down later that day, followed by an Impact and Nightline special airing on Hulu on January 11th, per Entertainment Tonight. The Emmy-nominated Lovecraft Country Star was found guilty in a Manhattan court last month of one count of assault in a third, in a third degree and one count of second-degree harassment linked to March 2023 20, altercation with ex-girlfriend Grace Jabari, okay? Major was found not guilty of one of the intentional uh, assault in the third degree and one count of aggravated harassment in the second degree. He faces up to a year behind bars when he was sentenced in February. Has He is a first-time offender. He may avoid jail time entirely in favor of non-custodial sentence, okay? Major's uh, started, started in the latest Ant-Man film, has notorious time traveler Kane the Conqueror. I've heard rumors that they've been looking at other actors for Kane the Conqueror. The one that I heard that was very interested, even though he's saying that he is retired, but Terrence Howard for Kane the totally erased John Major. I'm I'm Disney, Disney, listen to me, Disney. I mean, listen, listen. Jonathan Majors is a great actor, but he seemed like he had personal problems. I don't believe he should have been convicted for this young lady right here. But what on the street is Jonathan had some issues. And Jonathan looked like he some of the stuff Jonathan was saying in the in that audio recording, so maybe think Jonathan might be a little touched, making good. Be careful out in the street. But she needs some time and get herself together in his personal life. You know, his life. Okay. And so, um, yeah, no, I don't know if I am feeling Jonathan Majors coming back as Kang, but I will tell you this, Disney. Terrence Howard has Kang would be dope. No. Listen, Terrence Howard has this sadistic, seductive vibe about him. It's like play those characters that are so like I remember Terrence Howard on Sparks looking when he was on he's like a he's like a Geminian what's Terrence Howard? What's his 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 I wonder what his sign is. Because he reminds me of a Gemini like a Geminian actor where the Geminian actor would be. But he is he can play that innocent thing that he played on Sparks for that innocent guy lawyer. But then he can also play like the craziest person, like Empire Lucius or um or um uh, uh, uh the heart out here for the pimp guy. What's the the hustling flow? I mean Terrence is one of those dudes that got a lot of issues, but got brains like a mother. And him playing Kane, 
he would take it to another level because he just got probably what 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 makes me think about Terrence Howard has came is best man. That character he plays on best man. It's always like no the the first movie the very first best man. He is the villain in best man like the villain friend like he. He's the manipulator. I mean, ooh, he plays it so well. <laughs> and I, I, I can see that character has Kane. Ooh, that would be mad crazy. Jonathan Majors, I'm so like, you could, you could not fuck with Terrence on that one. Terrence would kick your ass on that team. But I don't know if they'll go for Terrence because Terrence is problematic and Terrence is like, I want some money. Because, and yes, he should because he's been out in Hollywood for a long time, right? Which we're going to talk about Hollywood actors and money in a minute. But I actually like the idea of Terrence Howard taking the role of Kane. That is a good one. When I heard that, I was like, yes. But Marvel's been missing it, just like they missed it with uh, with uh, Black Panther by not going to get uh, that dude to a uh, Tabali. I forget his name. There's a guy who is so similar to um, Chadwick Boseman. But he's a good actor too, and I forget his name. Tobias, Tobil, I forget his name. But he is, and I don't know why Marvel has not. And people have pitched that to them, and I'm not understanding why they haven't got him for Black Panther. Maybe he has his younger brother or something. I mean, it would be you would probably revive the Black Panther franchise. But Kane, if you got Terrence Howard, there is nobody to me that could play a more sadistic. But yet, gentleman like, <laughs> seductive like character like Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard is, oh my God, he's crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, that's a, that's my thought on that, okay? Um, let's go on to, okay, I, I don't know if any of y'all been watching rap shit. Oh my God, I love me some rap shit. <laughs> I love that show. Oh my God. I have become some of my friends about it because they did not believe me. He's like, girl. I was like, no, it is so good. And a couple of my friends started watching it. like, it is. It is good. I'm telling y'all, if y'all have not been watching rap shit, it's kind of based off of like a city girl. These two girls who's trying to make it in the rap business. Shout out to Issa Rae. This is a really good show. Like, and all the things and the struggles they have to go through, through within their personal life. And the struggles to make it. Oh my God, I love this show. Okay, it's in its second season. I'm telling y'all, everybody, that's another show that should be nominated for Golden Globes and Emmys and stuff because the actors are dope. Everybody on there, very great actors, okay? Oh my God, it's a good show. It reminds me of a show that was on that I used to see. I forget the name of it. That was produced by Lena Lena Waite. She had a show based on her 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 life. They used to come on Showtime, but I don't know if it got canceled or what. But it was really good, and it had good actors on it. Um, but this show, Rap Shit, kind of reminds me a little bit of it. Oh my God! But Rap Shit is so good and it's entertaining and it's so hood and it's so um, it's so so many things about show business too. So it's very interesting. Okay, so. I, I, I would say yes. I wanted to tell y'all that. Just try, definitely try uh, rap shit. 
But Joe Biden, no, I don't think Joe Biden. You know, I agree. He might not run, he might not. Okay, so let me go on to the next story, what we got here. Uh, we talked about Haiti Bailey having his baby child. Congratulations, honey. You know, let's talk about this. Okay, and okay, Harry Dunn, remember the Capitol Police officer from January the 6th, announces run for Congress. Um, they're saying Harry Dunn, who struggled to defend the Capitol on January 6th, 2020, and this is from uh, ABC News, uh, has, been on the, has been one of the most outspoken members of law enforcement to condemn the attack, announced on Friday that he was running for Congress. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Judge, who resided as a Capitol Police officer last month, said he is running as a Democrat, to, of course he is, to represent Maryland's third congressional district, which includes several Maryland counties outside Baltimore. He's running to replace Democrat represent, Representative John Stubbanis, who is not seeking re-election, okay? Okay, so it's perfect for him. They set this up for him. Um, listen, I don't believe that uh, the January 6th attacks was any more dangerous than the riots that happened the summer before. I think both of those events are as American as apple pie. I do not, I do not believe in violence. But American revolutions and American evolutions often start with violence. It's unfortunate. Now, January the 6th to me wasn't that violent at all. And, and listen, I was totally for what the people were doing out there the summer before marching against racism, police brutality, and all that stuff. Yes, I was with that, okay? But I'm also with the January 6th people. They, they were walking through, basically, they weren't too much. It wasn't much. I think, they, I think what happens is the media plays on people's memory. Because remember, if you remember the riots, I mean, they almost tore down CNN. And remember in Atlanta, it was, they were happening all over the world, all over the United States and the world. Now, also remember the riots, because I remember giving money to bail people out, yes, yes. And, but remember with the riots that, remember uh, Donald Trump had to go into the bunker because they was about to tear the, tear down the, uh, where, tear down the uh, White House gates. And, they, they, and there was rumors that they were fighting a secret service, okay? So I don't know how you cannot, why you got one, uh, 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 what is it, what do they call it, January the 6th? I forget what they call it, uh, something like, like it was just people marching because they, people have the right in the United States. Listen to this. They were marching because they believed the election was unfair. Now, I remember a few years ago, because what happens is Americans, the media, this media who's controlled by uh, a lot of control, sometimes by a lot of corporate things and stuff like that who have their own agenda. But we have a short-term memory in America. I remember people being angry in the United States when George W. Bush was coming to the White House just several years before. People throwing eggs, people marching in the street at his inauguration, throwing eggs at the limousine, screaming, saying he was a war president. He was right, a warmonger and all these things. Was that not considered? It was way more uh, crazier than what happened on January 6th. I'm thinking that January 6th, the young lady got killed, okay? 
they're making heroes out of this police officer, which is just... <laughs> I just hope he's qualified for trying to do what he <laughs> We're just living in such a crazy, in my opinion, deceptive time where we just don't know what's what, who's who, and they're depending on you not having a memory of the past and things that's happened over the past years in the streets and protests and stuff like that. I think of January the 6th, no different. As a matter of fact, it's been quite, it was quite less crazy, uh, especially from the, especially from the previous summer before that January the 6th happened. And I consider both of them. American has apple pie. I know in America, we like to have peaceful protests. But often we can come time there can be there can come times in the American political life, you know, that, that doesn't happen. The Civil War, bloodiest war uh, ever on America's soil, uh bloodier more bloodier than the Revolutionary War, which America was built on rebellion. So American doesn't like the idea of tyranny. So I don't understand how you can accuse people, even though I may disagree with the people, how you can accuse people of marching up on the Capitol who don't like tyranny and saying they were committing tyranny because they were questioning the election. And because you, the press, and the powers that be told them, they're supposed to just take your word, but they're not trusting you. And that's what America is about. America is about not that you, the politicians, are supposed to be all arrogant and saying, well, we said what we said, now go away, or we'll get police on you. No, you're supposed to be humble because the people are speaking, right? This is the government of the people, for the people, and by the people, right? So this wasn't a case of, this wasn't some foreign entity coming to over throw the government. No, this was a foreign, this was a group of of citizens questioning an election. And it's happened before. So yeah, I think that's crazy. And, but I wish him luck. I mean, I don't know what the Democrats, what's going on with this. I don't even think it's a Democratic thing right now at this point. I consider it a global thing. You know, I don't see, I don't see parties anymore. Okay, so, uh, yeah, very interesting that Dunn is running, okay, out of all of this, okay? Just an interesting uh, notion. Just very interesting, okay? Uh, listen, CNN contributors, you know, so I haven't seen it. Where's Angela Robin at? Yeah, okay, what y'all out here doing? They about to try to have a podcast. Let me see what's going on around here. Former CNN, MSNBC contributors, Inc. iHeartMedia deal to a host political podcast series, okay? And this is according to uh, Hollywood Reporter. It says a trio of political and news personalities, Andrew Dillon, Tiffany D. Cross, remember Tiffany, MSNBC, and Angela Ra are bringing a fresh on our election year coverage to iHeart Podcast. Now, notice they're getting in on an election year because Democrats, often have the black operatives come out at that time, okay? So they give them shows, and then they take them away when they can no longer see they have influence, but they're hoping these three still have influence, okay? 
But you know, like I said, Native Land Pod is a flagship show in iHeartMedia's new political podcast network, uh, Reason Choice Media, which is set to launch later this year and will amplify diverse voices leading up to 2024. Really diverse? Be interesting. Uh, 2024 U.S. presidential election. In each episode, Gillum, former politician and mayor of Tallahassee, Florida, Crowell, uh, Florida Cross TV personality, political analyst, and author, and Rye TV host, social justice advocate, lawyer, and commentator will address the news of the week through an unfiltered, unflinching lens. Reason Choice Media is a joint effort with iHeartMedia, and founders include Ray Charlemagne. I knew it was Charlemagne the guy because iHeart is his thing. And Chris Moore, CEO of Loudspeakers Podcast. Let me just say this. I think you guys should have probably did this a year ago, but then I forgot it was an election year. So it may do well. I think you're going to have to deal with a more contentious group of black voters. I think black voters are more angry. They don't trust uh, the Democratic operatives like they used to. There are new grassroots voices uh, voices coming up on the scene. This is 2024. And what's going to happen is, what it's like people, like you see mainstream people trying to agree with Cat Williams or something like that. That's what's going to start happening. People, mainstream people, because they're going to try to say they said, right? So they're trying to say, because they're like, oh, oh we got to merge ourselves. Even if we don't believe in what Cat Williams said, we got to merge ourselves so we're going to look a part of the other crew. So you're going to have a lot of mainstream people trying to talk um, sound like grassroots movements who are really not grassroots, but they're going to take grassroots talking points. So grassroots movements are like Tyreek Nasheed, FBA, uh, Yvette Cornell and Tone, ADOS for sure. A lot of people love to steal their talking points. Uh, 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 Black Authority, Jason Black, things like that. You're going to hear these mainstream people because they're seeing these uh, these people on the these grassroots people start to grab people. So what happens is these mainstream groups send out their in crowd to uh, to sabotage the grassroots. And this has always happened. Malcolm X used to talk about it happening. You know, because the majority of our people sometimes don't know. We, we find out about the grassroots much later. But thank God for the Internet because we're in a new day and time where the grassroots energy is spreading faster and quicker. But they're going to send out these people to sabotage it. And I consider this podcast one of those things, okay? Hey, but they're going to sound a little bit more militant this year. I wouldn't even be surprised if they're talking uh, about Adolf, and they're talking about FBA and stuff like that. They're talking about, um, and which is so interesting. Last night, one of my friends, um, who was she, she, her family is from Nigeria, and we were having this discussion. One of my friends who we went out to uh, dinner, and I love her, I adore her. Okay, and but we were talking about, you know, she was saying how tough it was, you know, because she doesn't want to. She realizes politically the important black America fighting their own fights and stuff, but also being, she understands the importance of being an ally. But at the same time, she's saying, you know, I identify more with the black American experience than I do uh, my parents' experience of Nigeria. And it's such, and, and, and then I say, but uh, do you really identify with that experience? You know, because you don't know what you don't know what that's like for generations. She said that's true. She said that's when I see 
it's different. Like when I hear certain things about how, um, you know, black Americans were raised or how this and that, and then I realize, oh, I'm more of what I'm more Nigerian than I think, right? But she's also trying to keep that balance to be an ally too. But she also thinks it's important for black Americans to know that they have their own culture and the influence that culture has. I thought it was deep. I loved hearing that because I thought, you know, it was for her perspective. And she even admitted, she's like, no, it's definitely influential. She said, when I'm over here, I'm living over here as a first generation. I'm more influenced by black American culture than I am, you know. So it's, it's, it's a very powerful thing. And so for us to start addressing those things, especially when it comes to reparations, and it's good to have allies who are from the diaspora in Africa and who understand that. But what you got going on right now, sometimes for the democratic Africans who want to promote globalism and everybody's, everybody got the same faith and everything. Other cultures can have their thing, but it's dangerous for black Americans to have theirs. Um, but people aren't buying it anymore. People are starting to say, I, we understand what you're saying. So it, it's going to be interesting to hear, see what these people are out, uh, what they'll be doing out here or what they'll be selling, okay, <laughs> on their podcast, all right? Uh, Jay-Z, Dave Chappelle, more attends a book of parents' premiere and after party, okay? Ooh, Jay-Z looking in his, not nice in his white. It's the biggest names in film. And this is from uh, MSN.com via Vibe. It's saying the biggest names in film and music popped out Friday night, January 5th, at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles for the premiere of upcoming film, The Book of Clarence, starring Lakeith Stanfield. In addition to the Atlanta star who dazzled in an all-white suit and Louis Vuitton beret at the premiere of the film, also stars Omar Sy, R.J. Clare, Anna Diop, David Orwello, Michael Ward, Alfred Woodward, Tiana Taylor, and more. Same crew, right? And several members of the cast seen the red carpet and screen. Producer Jay-Z and director <coughs> Jimmy Samuel also snapped plenty of photos with cast and crew before enjoying the screening and heading to the after party with celebrity guests including Dave Chappelle, Angela Bassett, Doja Cat, Kelly Rowland, and more. Okay. Let me just say this, okay? And the book of clearance is about somebody who who is trying to kind of uh and I have to see it, okay? But it's it's a it's supposed to be a film where this guy is coming up in AD thirty three or something, and he's trying to write off a, the story of Jesus, and he puts himself as a Messiah and all this stuff. Very interesting, okay? Um, they have no problem mocking the church. I don't know if that's what they're trying to do. I have to see the film to see what they're really trying to say and do. But what I will say to you, celebrity, you live in it. It's, oh, my God, it's so dangerous right now. Spiritually for y'all. The child get it, especially Jay-Z. Jay-Z, watch your back. Because they out here. They they shooting, man. And right now, you thinking you you doing good because you up on the hill. But you been hanging around some of them same people, too. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, and I know they probably got something on you, too. Okay, so this is the time. I'm just saying, it, I just feel like they that hope that there's gonna be a breakup of that whole, you know, whole thing that we think is really like all the people that we've been thinking is so big. I think idols are falling. 
I remember I, years ago I went to um, um, I went to this show at Azusa years ago. I went, I mean, year years ago. I mean, a, a sermon at Azusa, one of the best sermons I've ever heard at Azusa. Um, Brian Keith Williams, and he preached a sermon called "Day God Must Fall." I will never forget it. And they God was a false god. They were sitting up in the temple and God and stuff like that. You know, every time they were, he was talking about how they would come in the temple and they find the Dagon on his face or Dagon, you know, because Dagon had to, because he was sitting up in the temple of God. Listen, we are in the time where these idols, these people that got put up on these pedestals and stuff. Woo-hoo. I think Dagon must fall. That's all I got to say. It's getting ready to be tough out in these streets. Okay? I'm just telling you. I'm just going to They trying to ignore it, act like it ain't happening. I might be coming for you too. Okay? So, um, and, you know, I just don't think that it's people going to have as much influence. I don't know if it's going to be completely, they're going to be completely gone, but uh, I, I do believe that it's the influence is going to wane. Okay? Domestic mayor accused of antics so wild she deserves her own TV show, Real Life Parks and Rec Situation. This is according to Fox News. It's saying a mayor of a small, unassuming town on the outskirts of Chicago where the median income is 24 k per year has been living the life of a royal, and she is deemed by critics to exhibit antics that are both corrupt, meaning what they consider an overuse of her power, and hilarious to the point where she belongs on a comedy show like Parks and Recreation. Tiffany Jr., the progressive Democrat, was elected to as the mayor of Dalton, Illinois, in April 2021, uh, municipal elections. She is also the supervisor of Thornton Township. For those positions, she brings home more than the state uh, governor, nearly 300K. She calls herself a super mayor and frequently posts messages that suggest that God chose me. In one of the greatest examples of examples derided by critics, Hinyard, put an ordinance in place that if she lost her election to be mayor in the upcoming election, the future's mayor's salary would be reduced from over 200 k to 25000 But if she wins, the salary will remain the same. Jesus, 532000 The move was seen by critics as a way of scoring away her competition. Kenya has met criticism from her trustees on how she spends town's money who have demanded receipts for the charges on the town's cards, and they have accused her of running up the tab for expenses without approval. Not only are the residents in the dark, but the trustees are in the dark, said the trustee, Tammy Brown. In response to criticism such as this, Junior posted a picture of her trustees and called them haters. <laughs> One of the biggest criticisms came from the expenses charged to the town regarding a trip to Las Vegas that was supposedly for a conference. The airfare for the trip alone cost thousands of dollars, including over $3,000 for a round-trip ticket. In a viral clip from WGN that some dubbed the single greatest interview of the year, Junior was put on a spot about credit card expenses. Her response has shocked some critics who believed it was too funny to be real. Junior responded, hmm, humming, hmm, when asked whether she had been to Las Vegas by a local reporter. <laughs> Any other, uh, what is that? Did you fly first class to Las Vegas? Asked Ben Bradley, an investigative reporter at WGNN9, regarding 3,000 flight plus. Any other questions, Senior said? So you're not going to answer how the taxpayer dollars are being spent? That seems odd, the reporter responded. 
He said, I just answered your question, Henry said. You said that you wouldn't answer a question about Las Vegas before he said it. Uh, you asked me a question and I responded, responded, Henry said. Bradley said some of the follow-up questions about nearly $400 spent at a hot and juicy crawfish in Las Vegas and other dinners near the Las Vegas Strip that cost hundreds of dollars each. To date, the mayor has produced two music videos that city that feature city workers such as police dancing or boosting her image by being in the background as she lip syncs the song. The small town mayor's Instagram reflects that she frequently uses professional stylists to help her with her wardrobe before making public appearances at community events, town meetings with her trustees. Dalton has a little bit more than twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand residents in the town. She also has a makeup artist and hairdresser whom she uses before public appearances and photo shoots. And I can understand that because she is the mayor. Um, and that are used for country billboards and everything. I mean, oh, my God, I got to quit. It's so much. Okay, you guys can read this on, on, um, on Fox News. But listen, you're a black mayor. You know how they're going to come for you. I love the, some of her ideas, though. I think some of her ideas are creative. Uh, I love how she's going to the city workers. That's boosting morale, in my personal opinion, because she goes to the city workers. She has fun with them doing videos and music videos. And then it, it, it helps the public. It ingratiates to city workers and what they do. Now, I am for politicians when they travel living nice. I don't want them to live in a doll. I don't want them to be at Motel 6, okay? But don't overspend or take advantage of the uh, of the uh, taxpayers' money, okay? But I I do understand some of her expenses. I'm not uh, even though it's a lot. I mean, you have to be careful. But I do understand the need to look good when you're mayor. But you shouldn't be overly spending like crazy, okay? As it is, it comes down to taxpayer money, and um, that can be a problem, especially when your town's Median income is twenty some thousand dollars a year. I mean, you're crazy as hell doing that, right? Because people start thinking that you're being insensitive to the plight of their poverty in their town. Okay, when I'm talking, and now speaking of insensitive to the plight of poverty, <laughs> not that I want to say, because I love Taraji P Henson, okay, but I do have to talk about. <sighs> this for a minute, this new thing that's come out with Taraji. Um, I guess I found it fascinating. I, and I'm just like, is this the right time to talk about this, Taraji? I'm drinking and talking to you. But is this the right time? You know, because considering where people are right now in their life, you know, people, I read a story today that, more millennials and Zs are staying with their parents longer so they can afford housing. And I also read one article where they're buying, the, where baby boomers are buying housing for their kids. It's just some crazy stuff, okay? But it says Taraji P. Henson was not expecting the amount of support, and this is according to my uh, entertainment online, uh, feedback and attention she has received since passionately speaking out about her expenses with pay disparity throughout her career. The Color Purple actress walked the red carpet at this year's Palm Springs International Film Festival Film Awards at the Palm Springs Convention Center on Thursday. And she spoke with E.T.'s Denny director about her message and why she wasn't expecting it to hit so hard with so many people. 
It's because I've been saying it for years. Okay, really, it's been Monique. I ain't heard Taraji. Taraji, if you've been saying it for years, they ain't focused on you saying it. Only time I do remember you talking about it is when y'all were getting underpaid for Impact. Uh, Henson shared, and it was just brief. If you go and do research and look at any of the women colored in the industry, they said the same thing. I don't know why people decided to hear the words this time. Maybe it was the emotion attached to it, she said. But I, but like I said in the interview, I'm just tired of us having that same conversation. Something's got to give. Henson's emotional comments about pay disparity in the entertainment industry arose during a recent conversation with Gail King for Sirius XM Radio last month while promoting The Color Purple. Henson was joined by The Color Purple co-star Daniel Brooks and director Blitz Bazuli, and things became somber when Henson opened up about her frustrations over the lack of fair pay and broke into tears of frustration. Henson was tasked on Thursday with presenting Brooks with the PSF Oh, Film Award Spotlight. E.T. spoke with Brooks about the remarks Henson made back in December and why she wasn't surprised by Henson's candor and raw emotion. She has been talking about it for a while, and it's good because that's her story. She's sharing her experience, Brooks says. We're different actors. We're coming with different experience. But I respect uh, that what she's talking about because it's true. Women do not need to, women do not do need to get paid what they deserve, especially black women. See, when they take it to a black woman thing, they 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 they. I hate that, and I, and I think Tone was talking about this this week. Tone on Tone Talks, they ex, they tend to oust out. It, they make it more about being a woman than being black in America. Being black in America, black men are underpaid in that industry too, not just you. Okay, but it's saying uh, and that uh, and that's really, but that's because they going with the narrative given to them by uh, Hollywood liberal groups. Okay, and, and the legacy that we talk about for years, and that's what the color purple has been for me. Um, I knew that that was going to come from this. No amount of money could ever pay. It's prices, book shared, and that's what it's been for me, a priceless experience, okay? Uh, but, uh, let's see, let's see, this is but Taraji this week, let me see. Okay, did I lose that? Right Okay, but Taraji opened up this week about the color purple. Let me see, I think I have the wrong article up. Um, and a lot of the problems they had with the color uh, purple. Let me see if I can pull it, y'all, this second. Okay, listen to this. Pulling it up. Taraji P. Henson on TCP. Uh, it says, I almost had to drive myself to the set. Complains about them. Okay? And I think she's complaining about the color purple. Okay? Mm-hmm. Taraji P. Henson is now taking shots at her own new film, The Color Purple, claiming she was relegated to second class treatment while in production. That is until she fought back. The actress gave a scathing critique over how. She was dealt with a, with as a talent at first on the set of TCP, Color Purple, a uh, Warner Brothers film, and how she had to demand better working conditions, including getting a lift to and from the set itself. In a new New York Times interview, Taraji Zill, she had to advocate, not just for herself, but for her castmates as well, saying, they gave us some rental cars, and I was like, I can't drive myself to set in Atlanta. This is an insurance liability. It's dangerous. Now they robbing people? 
what do I look like taking myself to work by myself in a rental car? The Taraji P. Incident asked, so I was like, can I get a driver or security to take me? I'm not asking for the moon. They're like, well, if we do it for you, we got to do it for everybody. Well, do it for everybody. It's stuff like that, stuff like I shouldn't have to fight for. I was on the set of Empire fighting for trailers that wasn't infested with bullets. Okay. Taraji had more grievances about the color purple, including the claim that the studio apparently wasn't interested in bringing the cast out internationally for a press run as well as complaints about the fact she had to audition and bust her ass for her role in the flip. She explains, what else do I need to do to prove my work now that I'm singing and dancing for you? And I climbed on the table 88 times with my knobby knees. Okay, listen, Taraji, listen. But that you didn't have to do that. Now, this is what I'm going to say, because they want us to advocate for them. And I'm kind of done with black celebrity wanting us to advocate for them, but they don't advocate for proper black politics. A lot of times, and it's not, I'm not saying there isn't any smart black celebrity, but a lot of times black celebrity will infuse their opinions, thoughts, and ideas in on things like politics and stuff like that, that they have no business talking about because they don't have the knowledge for it. Not that some don't. Some are very knowledgeable, but there are a lot who aren't. And so, and a lot of times they want the people who are a wealthiest group to advocate for them, for their very wealthy lifestyles, and contracts that they can negotiate better. You know it's a racist uh, community in, 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 in liberal Hollywood. You know that as an actress. So you know that you got when you do your contract as a black woman, you know you got to ask for a hairdresser. I need a hairdresser. You know you got to ask for the basic shit. You've been in it for years. But see, this is what's happening. She wants to be a part of the color purple so bad that she's willing to, in my personal opinion, bring. Like she said, she she said I I climbed up on the table eighty eight times with my knobby knees and had to ice my knees in between takes. What else do I need to know? All these followed several weeks of Taraji and other stars of the film discussing the low pay in Hollywood. It's been eye opening to watch, especially with such names uh, attached to big names attached to the film, including Oprah. Okay, to see, remember Will Smith had to give up some of his salary for some of the people in his movie. Now you can t- you tell me Oprah, you couldn't you supposed to be a billionaire, but that's because they're not really as rich as they tell y'all they are. And so, like, they may have, they what they, a lot of it is asset rich, okay? So, but Oprah, you mean to tell me have being worth almost $3 billion allegedly, you couldn't say, hey, I'm going to make sure they got what they need on set. I mean, she's one of the producers on the film. Now, this is Taraji trying to save Oprah. Taraji says Oprah actually had to step in on her behalf a handful of times over these complaints of hers. Oh, this is the save Oprah. And eventually everything got sorted out. But it's, So why are you complaining if it got sorted out? But it seems to have been an uphill battle for a while. Again, Taraji is a Golden Globe winner, Oscar-nominated actress. If what she's been saying is true, talk about toxic total behavior toward an A-lister. Okay, listen to this. Taraji, you are an A-lister, but so was Monique. 
But here's the difference between you and Monique. Monique said, her and Daddy, hey, Monique and Daddy. I love all these stuff. Daddy. <laughs> you know I hate it, but I do. <laughs> daddy, tell him what you, what you say, Daddy. Monique and Daddy stood 10 toes down. And Monique said she wasn't accepting no bullshit in no rose. Monique said no to a lot of it. And they started not calling her for a rose because Monique started talking. Monique sued Netflix. Okay, Monique's like, no, you're not going to offer me pennies. I'm an Oscar. You know, pressure with some shit. But I'm an Oscar winning actress. And I'm supposed to be getting money, more money out in this joint. And Monique is suffering because her thing is, I'm not going to take less than what I'm worth. I'm just not going to do it. Now, Taraji, you out there trying to be a part of the in crowd. So you so you take these contracts because you still want to work, yet you complain about them. And I understand the complaints, but you still you ain't standing up for nothing. And that's why they ain't taking your ass seriously because you you really could have said you could have been out here on the tour right now talking about you you decided to take the gig, but unlike Monique, Monique took pressure, got paid, but Monique said, hey. Y'all ain't doing me right as far as promotion. I can't afford to do promotion. I got a show to do. I got other things that pay me. And y'all all ignored Monique. Y'all all tried to act like y'all y'all scared something had come. And that's why we just really, I'm really not paying much attention to Raji. Because when there was time when Monique was out here really saying stuff, people was acting like they didn't even know Monique. Monique was out there all by her lonesome. And then that's why people be thinking, like, that's why people be thinking y'all in the Illuminati and stuff, because it's like certain, certain things, certain people y'all want help, and certain people, and then we need one person come out, and then everybody get behind it. It's weird. It's just weird. Like, it's one actress I saw, okay? She has not been a part of the crew, right? No, this is weird. This is weird shit, okay? We were talking about this the other day. She has not been down with the crew in Hollywood. But the other day, she had a picture where she was covering one eye. Suddenly, I was like, oh, oh shit, you done got accepted. Why is that? People look at that shit. People really be seeing this. And if you got it, like I said, if y'all got a little cute little fraternal order, that's okay. But it, people don't think that. People think y'all doing rituals and shit. They think you witches and warlocks and, 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 and shit. You know, y'all tapping into shit y'all don't know nothing about and playing spiritual games that y'all don't know nothing of or something like that. It's, it's very So you're making the public weary of you. Um. And people like Monique, who stands up against the system when it's uncomfortable to do so, and they pay a very hard price. In the end, they come out good because they stood in it. But for people who 
if you sitting up there and you just being a part of the system consistently, but you're not doing nothing, you're not standing when it's tough, only when they allow you to stand, then you're not going to, it's not going to catch on as well. You won't be considered catch, and you know, I, I see what how they doing, Monique, because I already see them trying to have a new Monique on the scene. And I like this girl. She's a great actress, but I know what they're using her for. They want you to be the new Monique on the scene. But uh, here is what I say. If you really are hurting by what they're doing to you in Hollywood, at some point you have to stand for something. Now, if you're not gonna, if you you you, know, you have to, or you have to be be careful how you handle when to complain. Because you took on color purple, you could you knew how the conditions were out in Hollywood. You know you're a top actress in Hollywood, and you know your worth. So you might have to say, "Hey, Stephen and Oprah, no, I refuse to do." It's like Angela Bassett when she spoke out about Monsters Ball. And she said, I think it was back in the day, don't quote me on this, but Angela said that she had been offered Monsters Ball and the script was far worse. And she had turned it down. Something like that, allegedly. Years after that, Angela didn't hardly get no job. People was kind of blackballing her because she kind of talked out about how the kind of roles that black women were getting that were less than. But she stood 10 titles down, I felt like, in in that moment. And eventually her career started coming back up because she's like, I'm not going to, I said what I said. <laughs> right? So you got to stand for something, Taraji. You got to stand on some tough shit. You got this, you got to stand. You can't keep taking the roles and then complaining about the pay. At some point, you, I mean, you can complain about it, but as you got enough money. See, in Hollywood, they get paid such great big money at, one, you know, one time. It's not like black people out here who get a job and you're like, oh, Lord, I got to worry. Yeah, they got to worry because they overliving. You know what I'm saying? They live in the high lifestyles, and they're trying to prove to y'all that they can't be rich. But the truth is, and this is why I say something. Let me just, I don't know. If fame is costing you so much, there is so many ways that you can be an actress, get paid, uh, so many things that you can do. I am for them advocating for themselves more money, better pay, and stuff like that. But I think that requires more of you, more protest, more saying no to roles, speaking out to as to why you said no to them not getting up after you've done it and try to uh, feel that they should have paid you more and all that stuff. When you've been knowing about this system, you said for years, and you're one of the top actresses there. You could have said no. So it's very interesting. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm having a, I understand 
how she feels. I understand. But I also am looking at black people, and I'm saying right now, black people are having hard times in America. Okay? And you want us to be sitting here feeling bad about you getting underpaid because you couldn't get security and a driver in Atlanta. <laughs> it just sounds crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. From a contract, you could, you're living far better than the average person. So there, there has to be a balance, I think, in finding a way to complain about these things and getting them done. But also you have to understand that you have to pay a price for it too, you know what I'm saying, before anybody takes you seriously. So, yeah, but I just found that interesting that that was going on, okay? Um, next, what's up? Uh, let's see. When we talk about cats, let's talk about Cat Williams, okay? Cat Williams <laughs> came onto Club Station. And literally destroyed every black celebrity comedian. (laughs) Not everyone, but a lot of y'all. I mean, he started off coming for everybody. Uh, From Ricky Smiley, he does not like Kevin Hart. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. So let me see if I can pull up a little bit of his. Um, let's see. Um, an athlete that's been on the steroids talk about one of the greats. Okay, let's see. Okay, so let's listen to a little bit of how Cat starts off this interview. It's wow, okay? So this is and that you're very, very busy and for you to take time out of your busy schedule and stop in today. We really, really appreciate it here at Club Shake Shake. Thank so thanks for so stopping by that. And I needed you to know why I came by. Yeah, I need you to tell us why. People know I don't go everywhere. I'm not interested in talking to people unless it's like a Larry King or somebody of an amazing ilk that I would actually want to go talk to in real life. Okay. Um, I don't do it so I can sell products and I got things to sell. So let me come talk. Um, You have a great product here. And as a fan base, we love the attention that you spend on the guests. We we love how much work you've done, how well you know them, how prepared you are. The same things that we liked about you in football. <laughs> you brought that on over to here, and that's uh, why it resonates. And the reason I had to come is because you've made a safe place for the truth to be told. You know what I mean? Thank you. And I have watched all of these low-brow comedians come here and disrespect you in your face and tell you straight-up lies. I'm talking about things that have never been heard in all of black Hollywood. They feel comfortable sitting here lying to you about it. You gonna set the record straight? Are you kidding me? You let Ricky Smiley sit here and you said out that mouth, you stole Friday after next. The one I was in, I wish off. Up came 
to do violence. <laughs> he woke up that morning with violence on his mind. Listen, the interview, I watched all of it. I was like, oh, my God. Now, it wasn't stuff I haven't heard before. Uh, and this is, and I'm not, here's what I'll say this. It's not to say that Cat probably doesn't have some of his own problematic things. Nobody's perfect. He's human. But what I think people resonated with him and loved about Cat Williams is because we have seen Cat Williams suffer for exposing in his comedy and just in his life and the way he moves and stuff, shady things about the industry. And Kat has suffered for that. Kat is like, hey, I would rather be real. Kat is a personification a little bit of, and that doesn't mean he's perfect, but what does it profit the man to to gain the world but lose his soul? And I think that Kat has decided, you know what, I'm going to be anti. I'm going to stand with the community. In the end, if I am not that, I I may not be Kevin Hart, but they love me in hoods all across the country. The the downtrodden love, it's sort of like... Oh God! What? What? How can I explain this? Uh, what was the prince's name? Her name was uh, uh, I would say Marie Antoinette when she married a king, or I forget how the story went. But rumors were that one of the reasons the feelings of Marie Antoinette and her husband, why they feel that um, I believe running, uh, was she ran free? I can't remember what Marie Antoinette. Let me look it up before I make tell y'all the wrong thing. Um, yes, it was France, okay? Um, one of the reasons that Marie and her husband did not succeed at being the royalty of France because they did not know what was going on in the, in the, in France. They were royalty that were far removed from the people, okay? And people put you up there. Right? People lift you up. And so when you're when you coming back down, you gotta meet them same people, right? And uh they the, one of the things one of the faults of Marie Antoinette and her husband in France was that they ignored they lived lavishly, they lived loud allegedly, and they ignored the needs of the people. And the people saw them as out of touch. They never connected to the people or made the people think they were on their side. They were so out of touch with their, the people, and they only saw their lavishes. And by the time they realized that it was a revolution afoot, it was too late. Because not only were the people out of touch with them, they were out of touch with the people. So they thinking they just could be king and queen, no reason I'll just do no work, put no work in, or put false work in, make it look like, and a lot of celebrities, this is what you're in today, a lot of you are Marie Antoinette, 
and you don't realize that the death date is coming, that the revolution is coming. People don't like you. You're a fake, a lot of you. Not all of you, but a lot, some of you. And they're exposing all these crazy things, all the crazy, crazy shit you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the orgies are being exposed. People calling you, like, Cat was talking about Illuminati, even though I think he was joking. Illuminati or whatever. I know you. First of all, let me just say this. I know entertainers are not a part of the Illuminati, okay? Now, they may be puppets of the Illuminati, but totally not a tra- <laughs> If there is an Illuminati, they ain't a part of it, okay? They may tell them they're a part of it, but they ain't a part of it. What I do believe is that you have certain segments and groups and you may have certain, um, you know, maybe fraternal orders or something like that they're doing. But people people are seeing you. You're out of touch with how people see you. And, you know, I tried to say, try to say on this show, to warn celebrity, because I'm try, I try to say, get in to un, to love on the people, to love on. Don't just serve your fans with lip service and say, oh yeah, I love you, but then you turn around and you aligning yourself always with people who don't do that. Cat Williams and them pay a very hard price to be themselves. I remember Paul Mooney was talking one time, and Paul Mooney, they was asking, oh, if I can find, let me see if I can find that Paul Mooney. Um, It's a very interesting uh, thing, Paul Mooney, where he talks uh, about, they asked him why he never went mainstream or something. Let me see. And I'm trying to explain this because I want to explain. Let's see if I can find. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. If I can. However, after uh, let me see if I can find the interview because it's a really good interview, y'all. So, okay, so what we'll do is take a break real quick, and I'll try to come back. Oh no, I got it. Do I got it? Okay. Okay. So let's take a listen to Paul Mooney talk about why Hollywood uh, likes him so much. And I'm going to relate this back to Cat Williams. So let's, let's, let's take a listen. They like you a certain way. They have a, yeah, Hollywood's interesting. They like you a certain way when you're black. You damn near have to be a black Anglo-Saxon. They know the difference. You know what I'm talking about. You worked on jobs. You've seen how white people relate to black people that really kiss their behinds. They'll tell you, oh, I love Jane. I just love it. Why can't you be more like Jane? Because you can't have a black conscience. It's all right to have a white conscience. Things can be too black, but they can never be too white. They can't be white about it. You've heard white people that's too black. What nerve? But no one says that's, that's, no one goes around saying that's too white. Just like from the OJ trial, the race card. People, black and white, will use it on you. Don't use the race card on it. That is to weaken it. That's to make it not valid. 
race car. What white folks forget is there's 52 cars in the deck. If we're going to play with cars, let's play with all of them. Let's play the Jew card. Let's play the homophobic card. Let's play the sexist card. Let's play the card white folks are born with and have the master card. Let's play all these damn cards. It ain't one card in the deck. If I'm wrong, correct me. How many cards are in the deck? Uh-huh. And when I get to calling them cards, they don't want to play anymore. Hi, I'm Paul Mooney, and welcome to Real Black TV, uh, a.k.a. Real Wesley Snipes Television. <laughs> For most, writing I, or listen, I'm an artist. I, okay. I have several hats that I wear, mm-hmm. and I enjoy wearing all of them. Okay. You know, so it's, it's, you know, I've been a casting person. I've been a producer. You know, I've been an actor. Uh, you know, I'm a stand-up. I'm just glad that I've been blessed. Absolutely. Now, for our younger generation, who just strictly... Okay. In other, uh, other interviews, I've heard Paul Mooney talk about the same thing about why he can't because he's too black. He has he has black consciousness. Uh, he has, and this is a lot of um, this is a lot of what happens in Hollywood to black people. Uh, you have to even in the music business, music business too. Michael Jackson talked about, even when Michael Jackson started getting radical, it was like, oh, you're doing too much. Bite me hand to feed you, okay? Um, it is tough to have your own mind in Hollywood or to have your own think Most entertainers are scared to go outside the box. Most entertainers are afraid to speak their mind on certain things. And I'm not saying speak your mind if you don't got knowledge. I mean, I mean, get knowledge and then then come up with an idea and a plan and speak what you believe or talk what you believe, especially if it's different than the mainstream. Most people don't want to pay the price to be an individual or to stand, or be an ego and stand alone. That's hard shit. Most mofos, it's easy to go with the crowd. I get invited to the the, the, the stuff with Jay-Z and Beyonce in there and all of this stuff, but that's the crap. And I always say to people, be rare. Like, you know, I always say, like, Day is a rarity to me because she's not out here. And that doesn't mean she ain't a part of it, but I'm just saying she is not a part of, she, you don't know much about her. She don't come out to the crowd. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm staying wherever I'm at. <laughs> if you if she going to the parties, ain't nobody taking no flick pictures of her, flicks of her or whatever. She keeping it real quiet at the parties and stuff. But she took a stance of, and maybe because she doesn't want to be in the politics, you don't know nothing about her politics, how she thinks, you don't know none of that, okay? Because maybe she just decided, I'm just going to disappear. I'm not going to be a part of it or whatever. But there are, there are other artists who get out here and pretend like they know, they invite certain, they do certain things, they move certain ways because they think it will help them to gain more popularity, to gain more things. But I'm trying to tell you all that time's up. I think it's the people who have been standing ten toes down, who like the Paul Moonies of the world, who decided I'm going to have a consciousness, I'm going to think about, I'm going to decide, stand with the people even if it costs me. But later on, I'm going to get, it's going to be good for me, okay? Because when revolution comes, the people ain't going to want to attack me. 
Okay, they don't want to attack what's not uh, been working. And I think black celebrity is facing a reckoning. And I think that there have been artists out there in the, in like, say, for instance, I think there have been great artists in the music business who have had to turn down, uh, you know, sucking dicks, getting pumped in the booty. I don't know. I got to say it like this because this is really what we'll be having. This is the other side they're going to tell you, okay? Maybe because I've been working real hard for years. I was working real hard in them clubs. I was, I was doing this, man. I was working real hard. No, and then one day, they don't care. They said, get to tell you that part. I met an executive, and they called me up, and I bent my booty over. No, they don't tell you that part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? They don't tell you, oh, I did, I sold, I sold my, I ain't going to say sold, but I sold my ass to be a star. You know what I'm saying? I gave up boot, And I'm okay. If you did that, that should be, hey, hey, if you have to do, you got to do what you got to do out here. But don't be pretending like you done just, I, don't know, I, just, I was working out here. I was starving, telling that, some tired stories. And it don't be true. Okay. So what I, I, I think is going on, um, is that people who have said, no, I'm not, I'm going to keep my integrity about myself. I'm going to keep my beliefs. I'm going to keep my principles. I think they're going to have a season. And I think the ones who haven't kept their principles, some of them will stay, but some of them I don't think their influence will be as big. And I am so glad about it. And you can already tell it's Dwayne because Cat Williams, these are all top people he was talking about. When you look at the comments on Twitter, you look at the comments on Instagram, under the blogs and stuff like that, nobody believes these people. People believe Kat. Sats, and these are all mainstream people, people that the system is putting up, right? But nobody... And, and, and I'm sure the powers that be are looking at the, the, the comments and stuff going, whoa, our puppets are losing influence. Do we need them anymore? Cat Williams has brought that reckoning. Guys like Cat, can, Cat if Cat can't make money in the mainstream, Cat can still go down here in small comedy clubs across the United States. Maybe he won't make as much money, but he can still make a living because the people will come to see him. He said he don't have to do much advertisement and stuff like that. That's because he's decided. And so I'm not saying he's perfect, guys. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying Cat Williams can't be some, there can't be some problematic things to Cat Williams. But what I am saying is that Cat, what makes Cat so beloved, and he has decided that he's going to stand ten toes down for the people, and not with the bullshit they be selling out in Hollywood. And I understand both sides. So I understand you got to sell some stuff, and you got to be a certain way. You got to, especially when you playing in the fame game. But what's happening with celebrity is that celebrity has become too engrossed in. Um, Black celebrity, especially in the same game, and what and why I think I, I keep talking about the reckoning with black celebrity because I heard somebody the other day say it's a spiritual uh, reckoning. Everybody, yes, it's a spiritual reckoning. Everybody's gonna get, it. but I also believe black celebrity, especially because our community looks up so much to celebrities. Celebrities have been in the last 
60, 70 years, maybe 75 years to 80 years in America, celebrity has been put up for every answer in the black American community. They've been put to answer politics. They've been put to answer answer what success looks like. They've been put up to answer what financial goals look like. I mean, it's just crazy relationship goals, all kind of people. It's just all kinds of things that celebrities have been made the people to give the answers. And the actual people who are experts in those areas are not getting hurt because they're always trying to put a celebrity up. And celebrity is one of the most distorted, not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all, distorted, messed up groups right now. And so it's very interesting. You know, when Cat Williams hits these people, very famous people, and he tells, hey, this is what's really going on. This is what, and to where, to people, people, people are siding with him, and that should be a very um, eye-opening thing to a lot of black celebrities. You should be scared. You should be shaking in your boots. You should be like, "Whoa! Like, what is the next thing coming out? And how will it affect me? Have I really shown?" My what have I shown my loyalty to? Have I shown my loyalty to understanding uh, to under understanding what good uh, customer service is? Because a lot of times in celebrity, you don't they think they don't got to have good customer service. You know, they think I just you know because people will love celebrities no matter what, right? Some people. But I find out find that to be like sometimes the weak people will love you no matter what and won't check you. But it's the people in the in, in the hoods and stuff that say, yeah, I like them, but they uh, they be they don't really be showing no love, or they really this and that, or this and that. It's those people's energy I think that you want to have behind you. And when that energy is not behind you any longer, you fail to become relevant, become relevant anymore. Because leaders, thought leaders in the community, they don't have to be famous. There are influencers now in the community just every day who just can turn off, turn somebody off of a celebrity on radio, on podcasts, on all kinds of things, right? And so I think celebrity has been um, has been very ego maniacal the last maybe forty years, and now it's there is this thing to ask celebrity to humble itself, and that's going to be hard I think for some. Okay, so very interesting, all right. So very interesting the whole Cat Williams interview. If you have not heard it. I would say listen to it. He really says a lot of interesting things. I mean, just exposing uh, a lot of stuff. Even when he accused Ludacris of, uh, of, of 
of joining the Illuminati in exchange for fast and furious success. Okay. But you know, I thought he was joking on that, but even if he wasn't, a lot of people believe that. A lot of people believe that y'all are because people can feel the energy of whatever whatever it is y'all doing. People know something ain't right about some of y'all. They're like, hey, how the hell are they getting famous? You know, like, I remember I was asking about one particular celebrity kept hosting something, and I was like, how the hell are they getting that? But people know that something is not going on right. They can feel when you, it doesn't feel like it's your timing or that you being, so I'm, I'm just here to tell y'all, y'all really, y'all really better, uh, Start. And, he, you know, him claiming Cedric the Entertainer stole jokes, Steve Harvey, all these people. Oh, my God. I mean, he has really hurt their careers. He's hurt them because the, the, now the people are sort of like, hmm, I believe him. And they believe those people to be liars. Very interesting. Very interesting turn of events, okay? Crazy. All right, so when I get back, y'all, I just want to talk about that for a minute. But when I get back, we got to talk about Jermaine Jackson being sued for something from 1988. Child, Lord have mercy, y'all. Oh, Lord, 1988. Help me, Jesus. And we're going to talk about this Jeffrey Epstein list, which I don't think is much ado about nothing, okay? And uh, we're going to talk about Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelor. To get a, she's getting ready to get a divorce, okay? Remember, I, Chad, I could told her that was going to I remember watching the show. Chad, she shouldn't have picked nobody, to be honest. <laughs> but she was out here in these streets and picking somebody, okay? So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more uh, when we get back. Meanwhile, let's listen to, uh, let's see. Oh, I know what I want to pay. My fave, Maxwell Ascension. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, you guys, I am back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show, and we are talking uh, celebrity hot topics tonight. Let's talk about Rachel Lindsay, okay? Rachel Lindsay, who was the bachelorette, the first black bachelorette female, uh, he's, he's getting a divorce, okay? Uh, it says this week it was revealed that this is from ronsasnitch.com. It says it was revealed that Bachelor star Rachel Lindsay's husband, Brian App Solo, thought, uh, filed for divorce after just under five years of marriage. Uh, it says Rachel opens up about her new normal. Rachel Lindsay is still processing Brian Absola's decision to file for a divorce. The former bachelorette spoke on the end of her marriage at the start of Friday's episode of her podcast, Higher learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. I didn't. Th- she said, "I didn't think I'd get emotional." She said, tearing up. First of all, you just want. I just want to say thank you for people who reached out. I'm still trying to reply to people. You just never know how great your circle is until you see all the people that reach out to you and love you. Obviously, it's a difficult time. If you read the headlines, you're probably wondering why it would even work. But to be honest with you, I need to distract myself from myself, and the best way to do that is to do something that I love, and I love higher learning. While Lindsay opted not to go into full detail, she promised I will eventually, but now is not the time. I'm just trying to take it day by day. Uh, Lathan ended the conversation with a joke. This is in reaction. Obviously, this is to Texas losing in the college football playoff. I knew that would affect you. Um, okay. Uh, she, I guess he filed for divorce from her, um, saying irreconcilable differences. I am not surprised by this. Let me just say this, okay? It is hard enough for people to stay in long-term relationships, to find love out here and everything, then to go on TV and find it, okay? And especially in my personal opinion, Lindsay, this is just my personal opinion, they picked you. I think over the years, Lindsay has grown a little bit, maybe in herself, in her confidence, and in her uh, values regarding race, racial issues, things like that. And at the time, I think when she was picked to be the first black bachelorette, they saw something there. A lot of times what I think these major networks see is a sense of race sickness. This is just my personal problem. I mean, my personal opinion <laughs> problem, too. But it feels like a lot of people will see some of these people are race sick, um, or that they have something going on. And, and, and I think she walks into all of that picking someone and trying to discern somebody from the television screen. She finds somebody she's really attracted to, marries them. And the growth that happens afterwards with her probably is one of the reasons that marriage is not going on. And maybe she's got some healing to me in the racial area, too, because I watched The Bachelorette, and I was the first one at some of it, and I was just like, oh, my God, disaster, okay? But um, 
and I didn't think her marriage, I hate to say that, I was kind of like going, it's hard to pick people off TV, okay? It's hard to know what people are like um, when they come on TV. People, everybody has motives and things for TV, okay? So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it is interesting, okay? Now, what has been really good that I did watch a little bit of was The Golden Bachelor. That was kind of good, The Golden Little Bachelor, The Old Bachelor. Interesting, okay? All right, so Cher is out here running around with her uh, with her new platinum hair and her 38-year-old boyfriend, <laughs> Alexander Edwards, a mere conservatorship battle with her son. Oh, Lord. Cher certainly believes in love. The 77-year-old pop star took ex-Saturday to, uh, took took to ex-Saturday to share a senior photo of herself traveling her most younger boyfriend. She appeared to be crying in the photo as she grasped her boo's chin with one hand and wrapped her free arm around his upper back. Oh, Lord. Meanwhile, he gained at, at Grand to share, uh, has held around the waist, both dressed casually for an intimate snapshot with a strong enough senior rocking a black shirt printed black white pants uh, matching fur line boots. Okay, I see the little picture. Uh, she has shot her boyfriend, A&E Edwards, in a steamy photo she shared on social media. Um, love is love, she captioned in the photo. She, she and Edwards have been linked to this, uh, late 2022. Um, they took a few months apart in 2023, but got back together. She and Edwards were first linked in November 22, but reported to have split last spring. However, they're fully back together. Cher dropped a lovey-dovey photo one day after she was temporary, temporarily denied a conservatorship over her son, Elijah Blue Almond's estate, okay? Uh, the PDA field pit came one day after Cher was temporarily denied a conservatorship over her son, Elijah Almond's estate. Why? Uh, she argued in court that Almond is not in the right state of mind to manage his finances and is worried he would spend his money on drugs. She petitioned to gain control over her 47-year-old son's finances. Um, listen, okay, listen, <laughs> Sheer, listen, I, Sheer, I, you know, I don't want to get into that about the son, but let me just say this about, uh, being the sugar dead, sugar mama, because she's dead, Sheer, you know you're a sugar mama, right? At least you're having fun doing it, okay? It's like these old men out here that be 50, 55, 65, 75, dating somebody 25 years, they senior and stuff like that. I see no difference, Sheer. <laughs> Okay, do you boo? My <laughs> sugar daddies, a sugar sugar daddies too, because you know all good looking men don't think they be like they be thinking the young girls just want them, and the young girls do like you know young girls like you. They be thinking you handsome and stuff like that, but they also be looking at other stuff. Okay, you be sugar daddy, right? You like twenty four, she twenty four, and you like fifty three. They like okay. It helps if you you feel it and you got some money. <laughs> Okay, so you you sugar daddy. Okay, just like sure, you gotta know she's sugar mama. Okay, so hey, sugar, look at some Beyonce say he he's so good. I think I'm gonna buy him a shirt shirt a shirt set. I forget the name of that son. She got sugar mama. That's something. That's what she is right now. <laughs> we get that thirty eight year old is whipping her in the shape. <laughs> he got her with the platinum hair, baby. Cher is happy out in these streets, okay? Okay, it's good right now, okay? Working that 77-year-old stuff out, okay? That's all I got to say, all right? Ain't my business. Do do you, Cher. 
Okay. All right. Jeffrey Epstein list came out this week. No need for me to talk about it because I don't think it's the real list. Just a list of people who flew on his plane. Okay. And being that Jeffrey Epstein had lots of clients and lots of connections to the to the rich and the famous, it means nothing if you went on his plane. It even means nothing to me if you got on that island. I said, wait a minute, Carlotta, wait, they got the list to come out about the island. No, the only thing, because people could go to the island. He may have had parties on that island that had nothing to do with underage girls and got some of the rich and famous to come down there. Now, what will be interesting is if he have, you have more people come out and talk about, or especially somebody with knowledge like Ghislaine, who would have knowledge about the relationships or what went on, confirm that. I don't even trust her confirming it now, okay, because there's too many political things connected to this. There's too many ways people that are in the power states and society can use this list, manipulate this list and everything, okay? So now the Epstein list to me is really irrelevant because it's been manipulated and stuff so long. We don't know what's what. We don't know who did what. And we can't trust the press or Ghislaine or anybody, even the people, women who was on the thing. I don't trust nobody to come and tell their story then because it's too long and it's too convoluted. It's too, it's like if you come out on Clinton, it could be a political ploy. If you come out on Trump, it could be a political ploy. If you come out on another leader, it could be, it's just so much mess that's now in this. Okay. So it's like they've turned it into a spectacle and, um, and a conspiracy theory kind of at some point. It's like, I don't know if I'm, I'm with it. I'm, 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 I'm with it. It's believing that the list is even relevant. It can prove anything anymore at this point. Okay. And maybe that's what they meant to make it do. Okay. Um, T.I. and Tiny being sued again. That's not a surprise. T.I. and Tiny. I'm not surprised. They try to come for you again. Okay. I mean, you know, T.I. and Tiny allegedly, allegedly, in my opinion, if they had them parties like people saying they were doing, and y'all just weren't careful with them. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch your eyes. Now, Jermaine Jackson is being accused of sexual assault in a new lawsuit. This is called the Rolling Stone. Okay, this is it. From 1988, the plaintiff, Rita Berry, also claimed that she told Motown Records founder Barry Gordy the alleged assault, but the Gordy withheld and concealed the act. A woman has accused Jermaine Jackson a founding member of the Jackson Five and the Michael Jackson's older brother of sexually assaulting her in 1988, according to a new lawsuit obtained by Rolling Stone. In the brief suit filed in Los Angeles on Wednesday, the plaintiff, Rita Barrett, alleges that Jackson assaulted her in her home over three decades ago after showing up at her house unannounced. Barrett claims in the suit that she met Jackson through her work as a music contractor as well as through Motown Records founder, Barry Gordy alleging that she maintained close ties with Gordy through her husband, Ben Beard. Defendant Jackson forced himself into the plaintiff's home with force and violence and sexually assaulted the plaintiff, the suit states. During the assault, plaintiff, a woman of faith, prayed to God for help. During the assault, plaintiff feared for her life. After the assault, when the defendant Jackson was set, set, 
sedated. What's your question? Sedated? And he left the residence. Jackson, his company, his company's Jermaine L. Jackson Music Productions and work records were all listed as defendants in the suit. Enlisted cause of action of sexual assault, battery, sexual battery, and negligence. Okay. She asked for unspecified damages. Gordy himself was named as a defendant. Again, I tell you, if you you should have called the police in 1988. Okay, you shouldn't have went to just bury Gordy. If somebody forced their house, your stay stuff in your house and rape you, I understand it's shameful, sad, or whatever. But go to the police. Now we don't know what happened in 1988. It's so long ago. It's so long ago, man. 1988, Jermaine raped me, and now I want to check for it. Jesus, what's going on with you? I don't know what's going on with y'all, okay? It's just a long time. I don't know how you can prove it. Cardi B is back with Offset. There's no surprises here, allegedly. I I can tell y'all the way she just sounded. Cardi is not ready to give up him. Cardi is... What advice would it, somebody asked me too the other day, what advice would I give somebody like Cardi B? To accept the to accept that you to accept that this is to accept this is some shit. Damn, you know, thank God for my children. You know what you gotta do? Thank God for my beautiful two babies. But I did, you know, I, I, I may have I may have you know, put it up the beginning of my career by getting with this dude. This dude wasn't the proper choice. And I'm going to quit trying to make him the proper choice because I, I'm trying to make him worth the shit I done gave up, the shit I done fucked up. That's what she's doing. That's what that Libra doing. She's trying to make him worth in her head. I'm going to make it worth it. I'm going to make him, you know, I'm going to make him worth losing out on some major aspects where my career could have been further along, but I, 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 I messed it up around him. No, this is where you got to come to some truth, Cardi. Truth is, yeah, I just did mess it up. I messed up the first part. I did, okay? So now I got to resolve and save myself. If this is, so she was crying. I remember now she's the one saying she had to let him go. Okay, I got to resolve and save my soul and save myself so I can, so I can, Get the rest of my life before he 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 spins it all up. He steals all my energy. That's what it is. Sometimes, ladies, you just got to come to the fact. You got to come to the facts. Like this is a fool. Okay, I'm waste. I waste a lot of time. All right, he don't want nothing. He don't want nothing serious. He ain't serious. And I ain't been serious either to be fucking around with him. You got to take personal responsibility. Cardi B needs to take some personal responsibility. I ain't been serious either. So allowing this food to come in here, steal my time and my energy, and and, and it ain't working. And at and, least and release him to be on his way and release your soul to be on your you know, ladies, you don't have to do, women, you don't have to do 2024, things that not just love, but friendships, family. I, sometimes you got to release people. 
to go their own way and realize that you may have wasted precious time. It's okay. You, this is life is about sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes uh, we we get a valuable lesson out of wasting precious time. And sometimes you, you can't try to stick, make in your mind that, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I got to prove that he's worth my time. That's what Cardi's doing. That's really what she's doing. I got to prove that, you know, uh, he's really, uh, this is just my personal opinion of Cardi. I could be totally right. offset if I'm wrong about you, I, I apologize. But from what she's been giving off and what we've been seeing in the press, this is my gathering. The gathering is that you ain't really been shit, and she's trying to make you shit because she knows she's, she, it's like, it's like when you go, and you spend your money. Somebody tries to sell you a house on a beach, a beachfront house, okay? And you give them your whole life savings, right? And you realize, damn, wait a minute, hold on, I done wasted my life savings, Right? But the people tell you, no, you ain't really laced with your life savings. You know what you know what? Give us twenty more thousand and we gonna get you double the house. <laughs> right? And you like, you know that you don't it ain't really no house, but they lying to you telling you they gonna give you double house and you feel like, dang, you know, maybe I ain't been a waste, I gotta put Lord that I gave away my home. Maybe this by giving this extra twenty thousand it's gonna work. Then you give the extra twenty thousand and you never get a house. You never get the beachfront property. It's just bullshit they sell it. Illusions. That's what's going on with court. And let me listen, you're gonna probably end the show tonight talking about this. Okay, because this is gonna help some women out here. Some people be out here selling illusions. Okay? And I'll say maybe one of the people he done sold Cardi some illusions. That she brought into, she had two children. She thought she could build a family, and the illusion party is a lie. And the story that you get it in your head that damn, I don't, you know, I, I fucked off a hundred thousand. Like when you realize that you gave you you that beachfront property ain't real. If you realize it early on, it'll save you the extra twenty thousand dollars. It'll it'll save you a second scam. It'll save you less more time when you realize you're a scammer. Like I had a friend who did this. I had a friend. Who was uh who who kept investing money in somebody and stuff that she was hoping she's like oh you know I I wanted to be it you know and he's telling me he's gonna do this he's coming he's gonna he's gonna live here we're gonna do this that. and he was just selling her schemes selling her illusions selling her bullshit and and she wasted a lot of time and then it wasn't until she came to the she kept trying to she knew with the first time when he didn't show up that he wasn't shit. But she trying to make herself believe. I'm trying to make myself believe he's worth it. <laughs> and she spends more money on the food. And he comes back around a little bit. Then he gone again. And that's more time wasted because you can't believe you done got hustled. But the sooner you take responsibility and say, I just hustled away money on the loser, the quicker you get yourself together and you got to go. That's what Cardi B needs to do. 
Cardi, this is what the, the of advice I would give to Cardi B. Cardi B. You got you hustle. And the quicker you realize that, then the quicker you can move on. You can help your children move on. You can help him move on. You can help, you can be a great mom. You can be a great whatever to your children. Him be a great father and co-parent and everything. But you got to realize when it's a hustle. You don't got to come crying to the Internet next time. You don't have to do nothing. Just realize it's a hustle and quietly dismiss him. You ain't got to tell us on the line just because I'm having sex because she got mad at her fans this week talking about she just because she's food, she needed some dick with. No, no, you're still trying to prove that he's worthy and he's not. You got hustle. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Do you realize that the, the sooner you stop wasting time, the more you get focused and try to recapture and regrab some of your energy back and start refocusing on your career and getting your shit together. Okay? And that's for you ladies in life too. Okay? Men in life too. The sooner you realize it's a hustle. Okay? Your twin babies, it's a hustle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a hustle. Thank him. It's a hustle. Okay, when they have a deception, when you when you when they deceiving you, and you say like, dang, maybe next week is, maybe she will show up next week. Maybe you gonna act like this week. Maybe you gonna act right. Maybe you gonna show up. No, 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 partner. Till you show up, till you be what you supposed to be. I'm not in it. I'm not investing no more. I ain't wasting no more time. Okay, that's what Cardi B needs to do. Stop wasting time on the bullshit. I mean, really, it's so sad to see it. She was crying and being erratic online. I knew she was going to go back to him because I said, look at how erratic she is. Hey, you guys are right there. I'm like, no, baby. No, you shouldn't even be online. No. You, you're not really, you really not, a lot of times with women, you, y'all really not brokenhearted over you know, losing the relationship. What you brokenhearted about is that you invested in a fool and you didn't really get nothing. <laughs> like you invested a lot of bullshit. And so you, so at the, it's hard to let go of, not because you're so in love. What's well, hard to let go of because you're like, damn, I done gave this nigga, bro. I mean, y'all just, you know, I done gave him this Gucci. I done gave him to cook meals. I gave him time, investment, all these things, and you know what? He just really ain't ish, and I I'm having a hard time because I didn't invest it in something that cannot give a return. That's not capable of giving a return, and I'm sad about that because I don't got hustled. <laughs> and the quicker you come to the realization that you have been hustled, the better it is for you. The faster you move on, the faster you move forward in your life, the faster you're able to make better choices for yourself. But as long as you keep feeding the delusion, the illusion,
You're going to keep getting hustled. You're going to keep investing $100,000 in a fake house. Then you're going to invest 200000 in the fake house. Then 300000 plus maybe five years of your time. Plus, I, and my, this friend, she got hustled. I mean, he was hustling the shit out of one of my friends. This dude was hustling. You know, he was a, he was a, a dude. He was, out of, he was not from this country. He was hustling the shit out of her. I, I, her story, one day if she want to share her story and come on here, I tell, like, you know, but he was hustling. Like, he was making her think. I'm coming. I'm doing this. I'm baby. I'm coming. Baby, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. He met them. He never. He never invested. I use talk shit. 2024, ladies. The last four minutes of the show. Let me just say this, and fellas too. 2024 is the year of investment, reciprocity, and investment. If you don't see a reciprocity and investment on your return in friendship family relationships and love and all of that. Believe motherfuckers when they show you who they are. Say, oh, no, bitch. If you can't really say what you're here for, if you can't state your int- intentions, if you not only state your intentions, but show your intentions with action, then move the fuck out of my way because you're wasting my time. Okay? And not only that for your, I'm not saying this just for your loves, I'm talking about for your friendships, for your uh, uh, for your family relationships, everything. Every it, you when you sow into something, you need to be giving something back. If you sowing into it and ain't giving you shit back, like quite be over there, you sowing something into it and you just getting good dick that ain't working. Are you getting less than what you sowing in? Like you sowing, if you sowing a particular uh, seed on and and the soil ain't growing. You like, man, I, I got a, I got a more corn. I, I sold a little seed for some. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to get a flock of what's the what corn? I think what's the grow corn with? I forget. But I'm supposed to get more. I'm supposed to get a bunch of corn, not one piece of corn. If you sowing on 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 crazy ground, stop yourself. No more. No more. Stop sewing into the uh, stop 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 sewing sewing in. Let me just say this in the best way I can to end the show. Stop sewing sewing into motherfuckers' magic tricks okay. uh, and illusions, and people not giving back reciprocity and investment to you. If you taking risk and they get and giving investment and they ain't give you back to it, let that go. Quit trying to make them something they ain't. Saying, well, I think he, I think he loves me. That's what Cardi be doing. I know he loves us. He's trying to get the family right. He trying, he trying. But if she, he been trying for years. He was doing this before y'all got married. Shit, you know what's the matter? He ain't trying. And if he is so, he's been trying too long. How long you gonna try? It's obviously you don't want this. Somebody passed a message to you. Maybe it's just set or free. <laughs> you come to the end of the show. Oh my God. What I be talking about? Boy, it's a good word, though. That's a good word to end the show. Y'all, we come to the end of the show. Listen, I hope y'all have a wonderful and fabulous rest of y'all week. Enjoy uh, the beginning of 2024. Trust me, take that word and run with it this year. If people ain't giving you back no reciprocity, no action, 
and friendships, love, family, every cut them off. Say no. They come out with I'm not, Don't let them even cry with you. Don't even let them play with you. Let Cardi B be a lesson. I mean, girls don't even play with going back to the pen. You come. I need pen. She's giving herself. She's a poor thing. She just. She just hurt. She just. She's just setting herself up. <laughs> okay? How about y'all? I'll see y'all probably sometime this week with another show, okay? We're going to leave out with, uh, uh, let's leave out with Ready or Not After 7. I'll see y'all. Y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Listening to the archive show, but man, I love that song. I love After Seven, ready or not. Okay, Babyface wrote some jams. All right, I remember I was listening the other day. I was listening to the radio, and I was like, I heard three Baby songs, Babyface songs back to back. I was like, damn, he was writing, writing some. I mean, some grooves. Okay, okay. So if you listen to the sound of my voice, you can hit me up. Uh, you know, you're listening to the archive show. You can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore galaxy at Instagram. You can hit me up at Carlotta C, I think, on t- on Twitter. I mean, not Twitter. What the hell? Carlotta C, I think it's uh, K Carlotta C or something like that on, on TikTok. And you can hit me up on Thread, Chow. Just follow the link from, I don't know, Chow, from the, uh, <laughs> follow the link from the, uh, from, uh, 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 what is it? from Instagram, okay? And then, because I know, I think they have a thread link on Instagram. And on X, you can hit me up at C-Chat with Show and Carlotta72. Uh, you guys, I'm going to try my best to do as many shows as I can for y'all coming on and talking about celebrity stuff and news and everything uh, when I can, as much as I can. I know we talked about going over to YouTube uh, this year. I want to do YouTube. I am still planning on doing it right now. I have so much going on, and that's why I haven't done it. Um, but, you guys, uh, just, you know, keep praying up for me, and I appreciate you so much for praying. I appreciate some of y'all writing for me and encouraging me. 
and everything. I want to shout out my friends again who came, my UTA friends this weekend, Kiara, uh, Jess, and uh, the Avion. Thank y'all so much for y'all encouragement this week. I appreciate it. Oh my God, it just, it blessed me so much. And uh, just a shout out to uh, all y'all who just been encouraging me and sending me encouraging words and checking on me and everything. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all still not understand how much, really. I'm serious about that, okay? And listen, when we do go over, when I do go over to YouTube, it's going to be good, okay? We're going to have a zip, okay? We're just going to be ourselves, okay? We see what we, what to do. We make it do what it do, okay? Uh, and uh, I, I do want to leave y'all with that word again about this year from what your expectations should be from others around you and people around you. If people um, are not, you know, if people are not delivering, you, you know, delivering, d- delivering everything but action, delivering everything but reciprocity, delivering everything, I mean, delivering you emotions, you can feel the emotion. I'm empathic. I can feel you and all that. No, don't, don't, you can, I don't care if you can feel a mofo. I don't care what is going on unless let people unless people are showing you their actions, showing you who they are, showing you what what showing you not just tell, stating their intentions, but showing you and all that in friendship, love, family. Don't listen. Don't believe the hype. Okay. Don't get deceived into that. Okay. And that's what I'll say to y'all. And don't get deceived because if you wasted time. Dealing with people like that, dealing with people who pretend you you wasted time on friendships. You're like, I've been friends with them for thirty. I've been running around with them. I could have been them did this. I can't be. Don't even go back. Just say, hey, it is what it is. I wasted the time. Now let me regain my time. Let me. What was the what's the, the, the word that uh, Maxine Waters used to say? What's the what's the what she say? Uh, uh, something her time. Uh, oh my, redeeming her time or. I forget what she used to say. I forget. Oh, I love it. Oh, let me see what she said. Maxine Watt. Let me look that up for y'all because I'm going to keep y'all with that. Uh, what did she say? I used to, I love it. Uh, what's this? On reclaiming my time. Yes. Yeah, the concert started to plan reclaiming my time. Meaning she was demanding back. All the time he was wasting. Okay, it says Congressman Maxine Waters was on the clock during the congressional hearing when she asked a question to a witness, and the man tried to filibuster and run up her time. Congressman uh, Waters started declaring, I am reclaiming my time. You start reclaiming your time. Quit talking to, to letting people run you around uh, the uh, the lollipop tree or the uh, delusion, tree of delusion. I made the lollipop tree. The tree of delusion, the tree, uh, the Neptunian tree. If they can't show what they about, then you know what, has your friends or whatever, then tell them I am reclaiming my time. That's that. 2024, I'm reclaiming my time. That's all I got to say. Y'all have a good one, okay? I'm out. We will, I will see y'all sometime this week. Here is going to leave out with no plans. Be nice. See y'all.